Stephen Smith has run from dummy half and scores a grand final try. Welcome to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith and Denon Kemp on SEN. Welcome to the Captain's Run, a very special Captain's Run. We will be reviewing Origin Game 1, but we have Queensland's assistant coach and Origin great, Cameron Smithy. Smithy, oh. how are you feeling, mate? Oh, I'm feeling good, Kempy. I'm feeling really good. It's great to be a Queenslander this morning, oh. mate. I know, um, I know we have a lot of New South Wales fans um, as part of our... Our listeners, um, and you know, you need to be proud of your team. Mm. Uh, I thought they were fantastic. They they nearly they nearly snuck one in late with Isaiah Yo. It was yep. centimeters from um, scoring a try and and allowing New South Wales to have a chance to level it up with through a Nathan Cleary kick. He, yeah, he would have kicked that. He could have kicked it with his eyes closed. But mm. um, it was just you know. Queensland's victory aside, it was just a fantastic game of football, mm. I, I thought. Yeah. I, I don't know what you thought, mate. We'll get your thoughts on it. But from start to finish, it was it was fast. It was physical. Um, yeah, some of the skill involved from both sides um, throughout the match was just it was just unbelievable. And it's it's why we love Origin so much. Yeah, absolutely. And, no, and, and, and mate, can, sorry to interrupt. I, I thought the atmosphere... A core stadium last night was was just enormous. Mm, absolutely, ninety thousand sold out. Oh, um, so good. It, it was just unbelievable, mate. I uh, absolutely echo your sentiments. It was uh, whether you support New South Wales or Queensland, it, it was an absolutely incredible game. Now I know New South Wales fans will be disappointed, but you have to remember the amount of try saving tackles that were made by New South oh. Wales to keep them in the game. Yep, that was scramble. We're talking about line three or four line breaks. And blokes getting back from New South Wales on their line, try saving tackles, almost I don't know, what would you say, thirty centimeters from the try line? Oh, yeah, inches, inches. They, they just. But but you know what? That's that's what Origin, um, it it makes players make those big plays. Absolutely, like often, mm. and it and it just you you need to be able to come up with those plays where you think you've you've got no energy. Mm. You've made, you know, numerous tackles already. You've may have made multiple tackles in that set, mm. but the opposition they make a line break. You you force yourself, you force yourself to to go back, chase, do what you have to do to help your team. Mm. And and there was examples of that from both sides, as you mentioned. You know, the countless times that New South Wales come up with, you know, last gas tr- uh, try saving tackles. Queensland did the same. Um, yeah, I thought one man for the Maroons was was just absolutely fantastic in that area. That was Val Holmes. Mm, come oh up with wow. come up with some huge reads on the outside, um, particularly when he got moved to um, the wing when Xavier Coates went down mm. with his ankle injury. Um, yeah, he's no stranger to playing that position. That's where he started his Origin career. Mm. Val Holmes on the wing, but um, yeah, some of the some of the the, the decisions that he made to you know to jam. Um, you know, outside in on onto the New South Wales attackers to you know to cut the ball off when there was an overlap. That play he come up with when Tedesco made a bit of a half break and then he Incredible. he put that grubber in. There was three. I'm pretty sure there was three New South Wales chases on that ball. Yeah. And first and foremost, if Val doesn't make that decision to cover across from the other wing, mm. he picked the ball up in and around the midfield. Like that's that's a try every day of the week. But his ability to get down, he picked the ball up inches off the ground and maintained possession. Incredible. 
Like all he had to do there was just bobble it or fumble, spill the ball, and they'd pick it up. They regather and score. There's no other Queenslander around. Mm. Um, just plays like that was just it was huge. That there was there was as I said there was examples for both teams. Um, but again, I, I say it again. That's that's what makes Origin so great mm. is because these players they're out there and they will do anything they can to help their team get a victory. Yeah, absolutely. That Valentine Holmes play it's going to be a, a really interesting play in the history of Origin because that same level of skill set is similar to say an Israel Folau putting his the ball over his head, you know, ten years ago or whatever on a, a high ball. And because it's a defensive play, I don't think it'll get as much hype as it deserves. Yeah. But it, it was almost like scoring the match winner. Well, that's right. In the corner in origin. Well, if you, if you go through all the state of origin games and, and watch them closely, there's examples of those defensive plays mm. in, in every match that you'll watch. Mm. But, you know, the highlights are, you know, the long range tries, the, the flash plays, the mm. cutout passes, um, the big hits. But those, those little, those little plays that doesn't, Get a lot of recognition or a lot of hype, or it's, it's not in the paper today. Mm. Um, they're they're the they're the actions, they're the moments that that win win games for teams, mm. and that was certainly on on show last night. Now walk us through, you know, the build up for you personally. What was it like? You know, <laughs> obviously you've been in the arena so many times. You go there as a coach. What was it like building up with the boys? Were you nervous? What was what was going through your head? No, I was I was nervous. I was really nervous um, compared to when I was playing because. The difference is, can be like you've got no control mm. over, over what's happening. At least if you're playing, you're out there on the field and you have some say mm. over what happens, or um, at least with you know the way your football team plays. Um, but a, a, as a as a part of the, the coaching staff, once once you speak to the players in the dressing sheds before the game, and the siren goes, the, the two minute bell goes, mm. and you leave them to their own devices, or you let. You know, the, the captain, you know, Daly Cherry, Cherry even speak to the group before they walk out. That's it. Mm. Yeah. Your control's gone. It's done. You just got to sit and watch. Yeah. And, and just really, you know, hope that the players go out and, and, and put into place what they've practiced all week. Mm. Um, so it was a little bit different um, in that sense, you know, quite, quite nerve wracking. But at the same time, I was, I was really confident in, in the team mm. because they prepared so well all week. They'd just been... They had high energy, um, you know, the enthusiasm of those younger players that come in. You know, the four debutantes were fantastic. Incredible. Um, so I was always confident that they, they knew exactly what needed to happen. Mm. Um, but still, that, that's, it's easy saying that. Yeah. Yeah, the, the tough job is going out and, and making sure that, that they get that game plan sorted. And, and obviously, they're taking on a very talented football side as well. Now, let's go through the game. New South Wales come out. And it's a it's a tit for tat. Honestly, you d- you can't see the difference between the sides. It really is looks like a fifty fifty contest. Mm. But then White and incredible strength, yep. and so much noise about the selection of White at centre. I personally believe White was New South Wales best. I thought he was absolutely outstanding. Yep. White goes over for the try in the corner. What do you think's going through the boys' head there? Or wh- what were you thinking personally? Were you a bit were you concerned or were you like, look, just four points, we can bounce back? What was the feeling like in the in, uh, while watching the game? Yeah, look, I think, um, you know, I, I think that was proof as to why New South Wales picked him at, at centre first and foremost, Jack White. And I thought he was, again, he was very good. Mm. Um, hadn't hadn't played in the centre, hasn't played in the centres all year. Like Amazing. He's worn the number six for Canberra every yeah. game, but goes out and has a match like that for the Blues in the centres. But after he scores that try, you know exactly why 
they've picked him there. Mm. He's a good ball runner. He's aggressive. Um, you know, he had some impact with his defense as well. Uh, so, like, when he scored that try, like, it was pretty good play by New South Wales. They set that one up pretty good. Mm. Um, they created some good space out on the Queenslanders' right edge. Uh, it was Damien Cook's uh, pass from dummy half that really was beautiful. got that. <laughs> he just – he. He just he zipped that one. It was probably you know twenty, fifteen twenty meter pass, mm. um, you know which hit their half on on right on the chest, and it just got their momentum rolling out on that left edge. And and when when you got a goal like Jack White and hitting the ball at pace, um, he's really hard to to bring down. Yeah, but um, I, I was still confident. Like mm. one try, um, clearly hit the post with his conversion attempt. So yeah, that that we got a little bit lucky there, the yeah. Queensland side. Um, so at four points down, you're always confident that there's four points in the Queensland footy side. Yeah. Um, they just needed some opportunities. Um, mm. They just needed some balls, some opportunity. Um, and it, it took some pretty good play for Queensland to get back in. <laughs> oh, it, it took some play. We'll get there. We'll get there. I mean, just come up. It's on the TV right now. Now, just quickly, though. There it is. What did you think uh, about the, the late, really late changes by Freddie and changes we didn't see coming? We all thought there may be changes for 14 when Crichton and Whiten. Yeah. But there was changes for Cam Murray. Mm. And RCG comes on for Junior Bolo. Yeah. What was what were you thought, thinking then? Um, and when did you find out about that? Uh, well, it was... When the boys were getting ready, yeah, really. Wow. So when the when the team lists were finalised, when they have to be handed in to to uh, notify uh, the NRL who the starting side will be, yep. Um, plus your bench. Um, so that when you when you hand those in, you, the opposition gets yeah you know, have a look at the 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 other side as well. Um, and who's who's going to be their starting thirteen? So um, we Was got a, look, a we, shock. Was it surprising? Uh, not. Uh, I guess a little bit because. That was probably, as you mentioned, mate, like, we were probably thinking if there was going to be a change, it would have been Crichton mm. um, to start in the centres and Jack White and back to the bench. Mm. Um, but, you know, we sort of plan for a couple of those scenarios. If, okay. if White started, we're probably thinking he might he might start, depending on the, how the game goes, he might play 20 minutes and then Crichton will come on mm. and finish the game in the centres. Mm. Jack White maybe would have gone into the middle or come back onto the bench and waited for some sort of utility role. Mm. Um, but no, the, the, the late change and, and to, like, to be honest, it's not an uncommon thing. Mm. It happens in the NRL every week Yeah, where particularly that rotation of, of forwards that, that happens sometimes, you know, a couple of guys are named to start, but then the coach will swap them just before kickoff and say, Oh no, well I might start with that guy. Mm. Um, that was named on the bench and we'll bring our starter back on the bench, just holding back a little bit. I think the reason for those two changes were RCG. He's, he's, he's a big aggressive player. Um, I think they were probably looking for a guy with pretty good leg speed um, who was going to go out and try and bash a few of the the Queensland players. Mm. Really? That's what I think it was. Absolutely. And Liam Martin, he's got a great combination, you know, with those Penrith players it added another sort of, um, you know, sort of Penrith sort of dimension to um, their starting thirteen, and the one good thing that he, he like Liam, he's very good at mm. is his kick chase. Yeah. So if you watch, if if you know the, our listeners out there that have seen a, a fair few of you know Penrith's game, particularly in um, this season, he he likes to get. He sets himself for Cleary's kick on the last, mm. and he times his run really well. Where okay. he'll be right in line with Cleary when he kicks, 
Um, and he goes down. He puts a lot of pressure on the opposition back three. Yeah, okay. And so I think that's that was the plan was to go, mate, you need to get out there and just put pressure on the back three. We're going to be kicking the well, – they kicked the Cobo all night. Yeah. Okay, they try to put him under pressure. They try to rattle him early. Mm. Um, and so I think Liam Martin really his, – his job was to go out there in those early exchanges and just follow – clear his kicks and land on those back three whenever they're catching the ball go down there and be physical yeah and just try and bash them yeah i i personally in my opinion i think cam murray needs to be on the field as much as possible and so i was really surprised that they brought him off yep. and i actually thought new south wales looked much better with cam murray in the field i really thought that uh he i, I think they missed when they needed the extra bit of i guess oomph or Ball play speed uh, yep. that Cam Murray does really offer. Yep. It, I just think – and Liam Martin, fantastic player. Yep. But I, I reckon – and this is my opinion, but I yep. really do think Freddie got that wrong. I think he should have kept Cam Murray in the field. Well, Cam Murray, like you think about the, the style of footy that he plays, he's, he's a very – he's very – and I say this with all due respect, he's he's an awkward style of, of ball runner. Yes. Which means when I, when I say that, he's very hard to get a hold of. Mm. And he and he's he's great with his body positioning when he gets into contact and he he, he knows how to find space, get to the ground, and he plays plays the ball quickly. Yeah. I, I I think he's got he's got one of the fastest. If he's not the fastest, play the ball speed in the comp. He's mm. like he's be very right up close. There. Yeah. So, and he's he's got that relationship with Damien Cook. Mm. Um, so and it worked really well in a second half. When together. he come on, yeah, exactly. You know, you know, Cookie got uh, a fair few opportunities off the back of his play the balls, but um, that was probably a little bit strange. But I think I think. They were looking for. They were just looking for that. That first twenty minutes, they were looking to go out all just all out aggression. Okay. To really rattle Queensland. Do you think that they may may be thinking a bit too much about that specific, like rattling the outside backs and trying to get in their heads, or you think it was just more of a broad aggression type play? With uh, Freddie. I I reckon probably a little bit of both. Yeah. Because okay. they've had success in that over the past few years. Um, you know they they really have. Um, been the more dominant footy side over the past, I could say, you know, four series. Mm. But um, you know, that not so. You know, when when Xavier Coates first started, yeah, they attacked him, yeah. on his wing. Okay, yeah, so when he true. first started his career, they they kicked to him and get stuck in him on his ball carries, on his ball return. They were trying to do the same thing to Selwyn Cobo last mm. night. So I think it was a bit of a tactic, yeah, to, to try and do the same thing last night. I thought our boys handled it. Selwyn Cobo was. Outstanding. He was so good. He was so good. Like he, he come up with, and we'll touch on it a bit, a bit more. But you know, the the kick in field for Gagai was just <laughs> unbelievable. Like for a guy in his first Origin, only just turned twenty like four days ago. Um, yeah, that that was hu- a huge play. But his work, his work in that yardage area, mm. coming out of, yeah. I, I think that's, yeah, you know, everyone loves scoring tries. Yeah, like that's why. That's why we play footy. Yeah, everyone wants to score four points. And, yeah, um, but I think he really enjoys that part of the game. Yeah, carrying the ball, mm. the contact off, off his own, and he loves it. Mm. He loves that physical part of the game. Now, the the scores are you know it's four nil, and it, honestly, you still can't split the two sides. It just really looked like both teams were there uh, playing at a very high intensity. Matter of fact, I think the average NRL meters per minute is eighty five. And yep. the metres per minute for the first 20 was, I think, 112 for New South Wales yep. and 110 for Queensland. It was crazy. Crazy speed. Yep. And then Selwyn Cobbo gets a ball off the deck, you know, right yep. option by Kalen, right option, but just obviously didn't 
land to him. The but bounce still, pass. Bounce pass. It gets everyone. Gets everyone. Gets everyone. It should just be a set play. <laughs> yes, to the bounce pass. <laughs> to the bounce pass. But Selwyn Cobbo, sometimes it just takes a bit of magic. And that's that's why you, you get so excited about guys like Selwyn Cobbo because they do things that you can't coach against. You can train. You can do all the scenarios in the world. But you're not going to coach against a guy that picks the ball up off a bounce pass. Yep goes down the sideline with no room, kicks it pinpoint. Because that kick, if it goes too far, New South Wales grab it. If it goes too short, New South Wales grab it. Pinpoint, and that just changes the game. All of a sudden, Queensland are ahead 6-4. What are you thinking in that period of the game? Yeah, oh, look, I, as I said, after the, the first try to New South Wales, I was, I was very confident. That was an opportuni- opportunistic try. As you said, Like it was a great play going down that, that right edge um, with Caelan Ponga. He got the pass wrong, but it ended up with a good, a good result. He meant it. He meant he it. He meant it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think as we were saying, it was a set play, <laughs> bounce pass. Um, it, uh, but you know, with with Selwyn going down there and just dropping it on the right boot, it was just perfect. And and Gagai playing in his twentieth Origin last night again, one of the one of the there was, I don't think there was a poor player on the field, really, by any by any any team. Um, but you know, Gagai, as he's done many times before, he was. He was the man on the spot mm. following Selwyn on the inside and scored the try. Val kicks the goal. And all of a sudden, you know, it's 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 back to the start again. Well, okay, we've just we've just nullified the four points that they've scored and now we're we find ourselves two up. Mm. And in a really good position. I, I just thought that, you know, the way we started, you know, our starting forwards were great. Big Tino and, and, and Papa outstanding. Ruben Cotter. Oh my uh, god. Uh, I don't I don't I don't know what he had for for lunch or dinner, a thousand wheat bix. I, I don't know, but he he is an absolute machine. Seriously, it's all in that mullet, I reckon. Machine. That's where the power is. Mullet in the mo. <laughs> oh my god, he was outstanding in the middle. What I loved about the Cotter, the Cotter performance as well, is like sometimes players get selected and they don't necessarily do what they get selected for. They yep. you know they do their job as a normal rugby league player, yep. but every everyone brings something different to the game. For example, Selwyn Cobbo, he's got magic in his boots. He's got yep. magic and he did it. Yep. Ruben Cotter, he's got the motor of a giant. Well, he he can be. There was there was a plan to get him off mm. and give him a break. Wow! But because of um, you know the scenarios that really that you can't plan for with with uh, Xavier Coates going mm. down and then Nanai goes down. Wow! Well, that was pretty much. I think the message went out to Ruben then was that mate, we th- we think you're going to have to go eighty, and he just said, "Yep, no dramas." Wow! And he actually come off after the um he come off after the game and he pro- this is probably a little dig at back rowers mm. but um he said that little sort of ten minute spell where he he went out in the back row <laughs> right when when there was a bit of a reshuffle yeah. when Nanai went off yeah, we, had, yeah. we really we only had one back rower that mm. was Felice Kafusi yeah um because uh, Kurt Capel had was playing in the centres mm. there was a bit of a reshuffle there and he said oh mate that's I got my win back. <laughs> oh, mate, he goes, mate, how easy is it on the edge? <laughs> it's so easy. Oh, mate, what hey, do you blokes do out there? Uh, come out to the wing. Trust me, it's even easier. <laughs> but he just said, he goes, mate, I didn't have to carry the ball. I made no tackles. Oh, how good. And how so, good. Uh, and so, like, like we have a bit of a laugh about it. That, but that probably got him through. Mm. Now, like, he plays 80 at, at Clubland yeah. for the Cowboys. But as we know, like, this origin is it's just, it's a different game. Mm. It, and you spoke about, you know, how fast – the game was played particularly in in the first half, um, well above 
NRL standard. Yep. So, and and a lot of those, all of well, not a lot, all of those young guys that that pl- were playing their first game, they come off, and that was the first remark they made was like, like that's the fastest game of football I've ever played, mate. It was incredible. Now we're going to head to a break. After the break, we're going to talk about. New South Wales game plan. It did seem to be very similar to the Penrith Panthers by using outside backs to gain the metres. Uh, we'll also take your calls, 1300 or 1300 01 1170, or give us a text 0457 736 736, and we'll see you on the other side. Welcome back to the Captain's Run. A great origin review is on the cards, but we've got a caller, Jacob from Brisbane. You there, Jacob? Yeah, g'day, guys. How you going? Very good, mate. Yourself? Yeah, not too bad. Um, I just want to talk a little bit about um, the use of interchanges I found quite interesting. Um, Queensland had used half, four of their interchanges after 27 minutes, whereas the Blues had used uh, only one. Mm. Um, And I felt definitely our interchange bench there with um, uh, Carrigan and uh, Harry Grant really got us over the line there. Do you think you see the Blues changing up their use of interchanges in game two? And do you think you see them changing around the number 14 role with someone like a Hines uh, or Coruscant? Well, just on that, on that 14 role for New South Wales, I, I, was, I was always of the opinion in, in the lead-up to this first game that, that it was going to be either a Nico Hines. Um, well, in particular, I just thought Nico Hines was going to be the man mm. um, to play that role, given his versatility. He can play any position in the back line. Plus, if you need him to go in the middle maybe play a bit of nine uh, for 20 minutes. He can go in there and do that. So I was a little bit surprised that I, yeah, I was a little bit surprised that he wasn't given that Jersey. Um, he was on the extended bench. Um, but yeah, I was, I was a little bit surprised about it. as far as the, the interchange goes, I think both teams have, they have a, they take a bit of a plan um, for those, particularly those early interchanges in the first half, like the first rotation of some of those, you know, ruck players, those bigger players that, that, tend to blow out a little bit quicker than others. Um, but with Queensland, I think they made four in the first half and a couple of those were forced mm. with, with the injuries to Xavier Coates. And then yeah. not long after that, I think Jeremiah Nenai, he may have been only on the field for maybe like four minutes or five minutes. Yeah, very short. And then he went down. So the, there was two there was two changes made in quick succession. Um, I, I think Queensland, they were, they were thinking, let's make two changes, planned ones, and that was... Carrigan and, and uh, Lindsay Collins, mm. who, as you mentioned, they they made an absolutely huge impact, mm. huge impact yeah, for Queensland um, when they come on the field, um, along with Harry Grant. So that was the three um, that that was made, and uh, yeah, they they were they all three of them they were given a job that when they got on the field they had to make a difference, and all three did that. Yeah, mate, I, I totally agree with Smithy. I think that the Queensland interchange really did have a massive impact, a massive, massive impact. I thought Paddy Carrigan was outstanding. And what, what I liked about, you know, when you select Paddy Carrigan on the bench, he's a big-minute player. So the good thing about having a guy like him on the bench is that you can really, if you need to leave him on for a while, you can leave him on for a while. Let's say there's, let's say he goes on, there's an injury or, or whatever. You can keep him there if you have to. Uh, he was outstanding. With New South Wales, I, I was always a bit... Um, unsure with the Crichton one. I just, I, I was really happy for Crichton as a bloke to get the debut because I think he's been outstanding. But I kind of felt like it was a selection worried about what if happens, like if we lose an outside back to HIA rather than going, you know, an attacking selection of how can we select someone that's just going to be too good for the 
the Queensland to handle. Mm. And I think we saw that when Nathan Cleary kept getting rushed by the Queensland defence, like even the commentators were saying like, oh, Munster keeps rushing out and, and you know, all that kind of stuff. I thought that was a, a planned thing to take Cleary off his game. You take time away from him. The structures aren't going to work that well. And I think Hines actually would have been perfect to bring in and just open a bit of flow up and a bit of um, unstructured footy around the middle. So I probably do give uh, Queensland's bench uh, the cook- the chocolates uh, last night. What do you think, Jacob? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it was a huge performance from the bench players. Um, I, just, I just really feel when you've got someone in that 14 role um, for State of Origin, you'd really love to get them uh, able to cover the 1, the 6, the 7, the, the 9, because I feel... Uh, it, if not, yeah, you're just you're just covering for the injuries rather than actually uh, going for that injection, which can really turn the games, as we saw um, in Queensland's favour. Mate, absolutely. I thought Harry Grant was outstanding. I felt that, you know, sometimes, if, if for example, if you bring on Crichton, he can't really uh, impact the pace of the game because he's not in That's a right, position yeah. that is holding the ball a lot. Yeah. Whereas Harry Grant, he can impact the pace of the game because he's the one touching the ball after every single run. Yeah. And He's the one he that, that touches the ball first. Yes. Yeah. And so the impact he can have is literally the most of anyone on the field. Yeah. Uh, mate, Jacob, thanks so much for the call, mate. Really appreciate it. No worries. Thanks, guys. Get on you, mate. Uh, now we've got some uh, text here. Hey, Goat and Beak, how good was Paddy Carrigan last night? There was a moment in the sheds at halftime where he was talking to the players. Do you both see him being captain of the Broncos and Queensland in years to come? Uh, I'll just quickly answer. I actually have been saying I think – Paddy Carrigan will captain Broncos in Queensland for quite a while now. Um, and, and the only reason why I, I, I guess, have um, thought that is because I'm a Broncos fan, so I've had a very close eye on Paddy Carrigan. And through all of the Broncos' really, really tough years, probably Paddy, Herbie, and Haas, and Staggs to a degree, they're really the only four players that have week in, week out represented the Broncos the way Broncos should be represented. What, what do you think yourself? Sweetie? Oh, look, I, I was just really impressed with, Paddy Carrigan all week, mm. and uh, when he when he caught he caught my eye um, a little bit earlier in the year where he come back from a knee injury um, and he was playing down here in Sydney for the Broncos against the Rabbitohs, mm. so he'd had four weeks off um, with a knee issue, comes back, starts the game and plays sixty two minutes straight, and wow. just and don- he was the best player on the field. Mm-hmm. They had a good win that that night, the Broncos, um, and has played pretty much. The same standard every week. Yeah. So when I seen him when in that first return, I just think I just I remember thinking to myself like, I think this bloke could could really be an important part of this Queensland side this year. Mm. Um, yeah, if he stays fit, stays on the park, and continues playing that way, and he just he he had a fantastic preparation. Like his week was so good. I was really impressed with the way. Um, you know, he was really keen to learn. As were all the young guys in there. Thomas Flegler, similar um, type of guy. Mm. Um, Lindsay Collins, who was he's played Origin before, mm. but he's another young fella. Um, only played a couple of games, but he was he was you know keen to learn some new things from mm. you know some of the coaches and the, and the other staff in there. Um, but yeah, Paddy was was super impressive, and the way he the way he attacked the New South Wales side with with his running, I, I think we all know you know he's a good runner of the football, but. Mm. He went after New South Wales defensively too. Yes. Like did, yep. when he flew out of the line and whacked Jack Whiten. Yep. I, I, <laughs> I, I can't remember Jack Whiten being hit like that. Like, yeah, neither. I, I, I just can't remember mm. at, at any time like him being, getting hit so hard. And that was just 
great timing for his teammates when there was a little bit of a period there where it was tough going. Mm. The guys that had been out there as in the starting team, they were starting to get a little bit tired, and he he just come on and just he just upped the ante for the Maroons um, and made a huge difference. So like he's he's a quality player and a good leader too. So if he continues on that on that sort of projection that he's going on, he could certainly be a captain for, well, at least the Broncos, and, and he'd be in the conversation with Queensland too. We're going to head to a break. Make sure to call in one three hundred oh one eleven seventy or text 0457 736 736. After the break, we're going to talk about New South Wales game plan. Welcome back to the captain's run with the great Cameron Smith. We've got the assistant coach of <laughs> Queensland in the house. I mean, this actually may be one of the first times you've got an assistant coach uh, sitting and talking on radio for a couple of hours the morning after origin, the yeah. morning after origin. Now, Smithy, let's talk about New South Wales game plan. It seemed to me, and whether this was uh, a Penrith game plan or a New South Wales game plan, yeah. it seemed like they did have quite a similar game plan to Penrith where mm. they were basically uh, setting the game up where the backs would take a lot of the hit-ups and then the forwards would be resting for line speed after that. And, and basically, the backs would take care of attack, forwards take care of defence. Is that what you the way you saw it in the first half at least? Yeah, at least. Uh, particularly, you know, in the first probably 30 minutes until mm. the game started to open up a little bit towards the end of that first half. Mm. Um, it was it was almost exclusively outside backs. Crazy. Were, were carrying the football um, out of their own end. It was it was a Brian To'o, um, he would he would take kick reception um, and then Tupo would have a carry. Then it'd be James Tedesco, then Toto again, and then say um, a Jack White, and then they'd kick. Yep. Um, but in fairness to New South Wales, that that game plan or that that ploy of their outside backs getting in and having runs in and around that that middle part of the field, mm. um, in and around the big uh, Queensland forwards, has worked for them. Yes. In the past, absolutely. And and there was there was signs last night where there was a couple of. Um, sets of six where they were they were making pretty good inroads. Yeah, um, in and around those those parts of the field, um, we seen Damian Cook have some room to to run from dummy half as well, and he looked quite dangerous because of the work from those big outside backs. Mm. But um, you know, for for Queensland, they they just they did a really good job to hold on through that period yep. because they were they were they were starting to build momentum. They were just they were starting to play the ball quite quite quickly. Mm. I think I think the yeah, you know, Queensland got momentum back just after that Gagai try. Yeah. Where they just it was sort of against the run of play. Um they got six points, they went up by two and it sort of it just settled things a little bit. Mm. Um where they were able to get you know a bit of a a breath back, um, sort of talk about their game plan, what needed to improve. Yeah, you know, handling the outside backs was certainly something that they needed to do better defensively. Mm. Um, and they did that. They adjusted accordingly. But uh, it was no doubt it was it was a plan mm. by New South Wales to do that. And do you think uh, Ruben Cotter being selected to start at 13 was in, I guess, reaction to that, knowing that they may play like that? So you've got a smaller body being able to cover the, the quick outside backs coming out. Oh, absolutely. I just, just want to read the stats here. So this is, this is New South Wales uh, outside backs meters. Teddy, 291. I think uh, Tupo, 218. Stag seventy eight, uh, then one eighty four, and then two hundred nine. So you've got basically three players over two hundred meters, and then another player that's just under. So you could yeah. argue they're huge numbers. Huge numbers. You could argue an average. Stag's obviously got uh, injured. You could argue an average of about two hundred meters. Whereas Queensland, 
They had no players over 200 metres. Matter of fact, the highest metres run by Queensland outside back was 162. And it just shows you the, the yin and yang or the complete opposite kind of game plans. Yeah. And so was that something that you were aware of, like going into the game was going to be like that? Yeah, well, the that's the way we prepared. Yeah. Um, and there was no reason for us to think that it was going to be different because, as I mentioned before, it was it had been a tactic that was so successful for them in the past where, yeah, they get their speed men, their big outside backs in there to create momentum, um, get a bit of a roll on, give time and space for guys like Cleary, Yo, mm. uh, Luai to do their thing. Tedesco, he likes to bounce in off a bit of a quick play the ball, have everyone on the back foot. Um, and that's the way they've played over the last few years, Kempi. Mm. And they've they've had great success. Yeah. Just think back to you know Tommy Turbo last year, where he was crazy. He was playing on one side of the field, and then he was running to the other side of the field to get a carry, like a one-off carry as yep. a centre. Mm. You know, and and cause havoc through the middle part of the field in and around those forwards. Yeah. So it's worked for them in the past. So that was I got absolutely no doubt. That's why a guy like Ruben Cotter was picked mm. to play. Um, in the middle, he's young, he's energetic, he's yeah. got good leg speed, he's yeah. very good, uh, he can move um, really well laterally mm. um, on his feet. He's not the biggest guy, he's he's pretty short of, he's, he's, he's well under six foot, mm. um, so he's he's built pretty close to the ground, so he, he's, he can move mm. um, really well when those guys are coming in there, those nippier guys with good speed, um, good footwork, and he nullified it. Uh, and, and guys like, you know, Carrigan, um, he's got good footwork defensively as well. Mm. Um, I, I just thought that, you know, we really were able to just withstand a lot of pressure that they get that they put on us early with those outside backs. Mm. Um, and when it didn't seem to work for them, um, I, th- I think that's when they they didn't really know what to do, do next. Yeah. Yeah, it, it did seem that, uh, you know, Cleary... Queensland really did a job on Cleary, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, you know, absolutely. I, I think, and, I th- and and they had to, mate. Yeah, I mean, without that. And that's where I feel that, you know, Cleary's kicking game is so strong. And it even seemed like, I'm not sure, were you able to get down in the halftime in the in yeah, thing? Yeah. Was there discussion about we have to kick pressure Cleary? Yeah. Because it seemed like you came out and it was a point to be on Cleary <laughs> so he never kicks comfortably. Yeah. And there, and there was there was, there was was some... Okay, kick pressure in the first half, but mm. there was probably a couple of times where, um, you know, the Queensland players, you know, their effort could have been better mm. on those last plays in the kick pressure, and and he he had plenty of time when there was no kick pressure. Yeah. Like he's a great kicker mm. under pressure anyway because he works hard at at that part of his game. Yeah, but um, there was times where he had a lot of lot of time to just sum up the situation and and put the ball where he needed to put it. Mm. Um, but in the second half, we. I think Queensland seen some good results of getting at, to him mm. as he was kicking the ball. Yeah. Um, and and which meant, you know, the back three of Queensland, um, particularly Caelan Ponga, he was able to get the ball in really good field position mm. and bring it back into a into a spot on the field where Queensland could almost transition from defense and go and go straight into attack and start using the football again. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now then uh, Holmes, uh, he was incredible. But then Munster, I, I, this is where I really feel like the game broke open and for the next 10 to 15 minutes, Queensland really dominated. Munster just yep. breaks the game open with an incredible run, five or six tackle breaks, out of absolutely nothing. The game had stopped. <laughs> Everything had stopped. He goes, nah, I'm going to make a line break, makes a line break. And then I think for the next 15 minutes, 
that just gave the boys a bit of a sniff. And all of a sudden, it was just like a wave. And we ended up scoring, I think, eight points in that, or eight to ten points in that next ten minutes or so. Yeah. And and just, like, I'm, I still shake my head and just think to my, like, how does he do that? Mm. How does he... Crazy. He got... He was he ran across the field and as you said like he beat about five defenders mm. and he he just he waves the ball around at them he shows on the inside he shows on the outside sometimes there's no there's no support there he's just dummying to no one yeah. yet defenders just sit and watch him mm. and it happens weekly yes when he's playing for the Storm it's mm. just I don't I, I don't know how he does it there's there's no other player in the comp can do what he does mm. um yeah. He would you just, rate he that his finds best, a way. Would you rate that his best origin performance? Oh, I think so. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I think so. And like that's considering like he had an absolute blinder in his in his first game, mm. um, game three, two thousand seventeen. Um, he had he 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 was outstanding that night. Um, but just the some of the crucial plays that he came up with last night, Kempi, like like take away those line breaks that he made, mm. um, and and was causing. New South Wales, all sorts of issues when he had the ball in his yeah. hand. Like those one-on-one strips that he made. Um, <laughs> Mate, I don't know. St- particularly the one on Stephen Crichton. Mm. It's just, oh, you know, like Joey Joey summed it up best in the commentary. Like 90,000 people at the stadium last night. Yeah. And the only person that was thinking strip the ball one-on-one of Stephen Crichton was, was Munster. Yeah. Not one other single person was thinking of doing that. Risky that play, risky play. Because oh, if you fall just, off that tackle, oh. you're the villain. Well, he, 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 you fall off, he can almost go and score a try. Yeah, we yeah. all know the ability of Stephen Crichton, and he yeah. moves well, and you know he's big and athletic. But he he comes up with the play time and time again. It's it's absolutely incredible. It really is incredible. And I I did love his also even like little things like diving on the ball, the, the, just the. Um, yeah, the loose need, ball stuff. Yeah, the yep. loose ball stuff. That commitment. He yeah. went. He, he he went back and scooped up a, a kick too. I yes. think um, when when New South Wales made a bit of a half break, I forget who kicked the ball. Mm. Was it Teddy? Was it Teddy again? Or maybe Damien Cook? I forget who it was. But they kicked one down, and he he was covering. Yeah, he was flying back from like he was on the other side of the field, but he come flying back, kick, um, cleaned up the kick, and and saved what could have potentially been a, a four pointer for New South Wales. But he was just. Yeah, he was everywhere last night for Queensland. He was so good. Absolutely. Now, we're going to head to a break, but after it, we're going to get to the last 20 minutes of the game, which was super, super interesting. Uh, I cannot wait to – I mean, I was on the edge of my seat going, (laughs) no, surely not. They're going to do a Queensland to us. New South Wales is going to Queensland us. Anyway, after the break, make sure to call in one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Ask Smithy all your origin questions or text in 0457 736 736, and we'll see you on the other side. Time now to break down the best hands in the NRL. Thanks to Schnitz, the best hands in the schnitzel business. Welcome back to the Captain's Run, one of our favourite segments, best hands. Thanks to Schnitz, handcrafted Schnitz, the best in the business. Smithy, what do you got this week, mate? Uh, Three votes again, uh, Kempi, for the best hands in the game. One point goes to Joseph Suwali. Um, mm. Well, with his big leg, how good is he? He's just he's just a machine in the yeah. air. Eighteen years old still. Six what is he? Five. Yeah. He's six incredible. six. Yep. He's big boy. A, he's a big man. Anyway, he's in, he's athletic too. Um, he, he took a he took a high ball um, off a crossfield kick from Luke Keary to score against Canberra mm. last weekend. Um, the Chookies going really good. Um, 
well, he, he, he is playing so good at the moment. And, and the reason why he was included in that, that New South Wales um, uh, squad, two points though, Val Holmes last night with that, that covering clean, oh. clean up pickup. Wow. Um, just a huge play for Queensland. Like if, if he, if he's not there for that play, if he fumbles it, that's, that's almost, you could almost say that was going to be a, a blues try and that would have just turned the game on its head. Two points to, to Val Holmes. He was very good again last night, but three points goes to uh, Xavier Savage. Did you see he pick up the score try last week against the Roosters? It was like, absolutely what, incredible. Jeez, he's going good. Yeah, he's improving week in, week out. You know, he's going good. Yeah, I just love to see him like in the like because they reckon he's got blinding speed. He's Queensland champion, state champion for the hundred meters. I just love to see him like take an intercept. Like, yeah, yeah, five meters off his own line and yes. just run ninety five, mate. Pin the ears back because he's quick, quick. Not yeah. not not just really <laughs> footy quick. He's quick, quick. He's, he's quick, not quick. quick. He's quick, quick. 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 <laughs> Any Aussie knows what I mean when I say that. If you say quick, quick, that's really quick. That's really quick. So mate, there's the three votes, mate. There's the three votes. Um, to be honest, I'm just going to say Holmes was my favourite, even though yeah. the Savage one was in absolutely incredible. Holmes's cover to do that. And you know what I love about that is it reminded everyone, oh, yeah, this is Valentine Holmes. He's been doing this yep. for you know, eight Long years time. in origin. Yep. He was incredible last night. One of the best players on the field. That was best hands thanks to Schnitz. Bite into golden, delicious handcrafted Schnitz. We will be eating Schnitz later oh, in the show. Oh, we will be. I and can't I am wait. so keen. I After the wait. break, we'll wrap up the first hour. Welcome back to the captain's run. An hour done and dusted. It felt like it went in a blink of an eye. Blink of an eye. Uh, we got a couple texts here. Text here. Morning, fellas. A huge Storm fan and also a diehard Blues fan. Wanted to make a comment on Smithy's competition to the call last night. We all love watching Munster when he's on. <laughs> but the man was hilarious to hear the goat cheering on Munster any time he made a half break. Nice oh. to hear you genuinely care for a mate, Bonesy, uh, of the Storm. Good on you, Bonesy. Thanks for mate. the text message. That's yeah. nice, mate. Hey, it um, was it was great hearing it. It was, it was good fun. It was good fun, and I, I, because I was I was sort of I had the the role with the with the footy side. Yeah, you know, happened Billy, um, and and the rest of the boys, and then I had to jump into commentary. I'm like, okay, I'm just straight down the line, very balanced. <laughs> I get to the commentary box, yeah, and the, the the couple of the bosses are up there, and mm. they said, mate, we just we want passion, you know, we we just it's, yep. it's that's what Origins about. So we want commentary to be like that. Mm. Um, so we've you know, everyone knows you're a Queenslander. You yeah. play for Queensland. Mm. So, you know, if something good happens for Queensland, we, we, we want to hear it. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, man, green, that's green light. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's a green light. Absolutely. So every time Munster ran the ball, I think Ben Hunt made a break late, and I'm like, go, Dozer. Yeah, you I were. I think you can hear me. <laughs> I can hear you. Yeah. <laughs> it was great, so mate. So I'm like half got the microphone to me. I'm, then I'm dragging the microphone away. I'm like, oh, no, that's too much. <laughs> but it was good fun. It mate. really was. It was it was really good fun to be a part of the commentary. Mate, it was great. And, and, and vice versa, like, I love when Joey, you hear Joey getting passionate That's about right. New South yep. Wales. I love it. That's what Origin Makes all about. We're going to head to a break and we'll see you on the other side. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith, the assistant coach of Queensland and an Origin great. After their, you know, this is, this is your first win as a coach, assistant coach? First win, mate. Yeah, first win. It was really good. Um, yeah, I'd, to be fair, I didn't really do much. <laughs> I just hung out with the boys all week and just kicked a few footies around. If Billy needed... Some coffees, mate. I made his coffees. <laughs> How does he like them? How does he like his coffees? Uh, just um, uh, well, one sugar latte. <laughs> yep. How good. And How hot. Good. Mate, hot. Mate, and hot as anything. So I, just, I, I kept the coach happy. Okay. That, that was my role. 
Now, let's talk about that last 20 minutes. First of all, I want to talk about the really good performance in the New South Wales side because there were some really good performers. Mm-hmm. We got Damien Cook, who I thought he was really good. Yep. He made, I think, 54 tackles, zero misses. No misses. No misses, which is absolutely fantastic in origin. Um, from, from a hooking role too, because you've obviously – just the fitness of Damien Cook. He's got to be one of the fittest blokes in the RNL bar none. Mm-hmm. I thought Tedesco was absolutely outstanding. Every time he got the ball, I'm, I was just going, oh, no, yeah. please. Yep. Just tackle him. He looked dangerous. Every time. Yep. And and he was just – he was he was causing Queensland issues. Like, he was making sort of, you know, like he, he was tackle breaks every time he touched the ball. Yep. Poking his nose through a couple of times. Made a couple of line breaks also. Yes. Um, and it took hu- a huge sort of, you know, cover tackles or cover, um, you know, attempts by Queensland – um, or efforts, I should say, to to nullify those things that he was doing. But he was he was the most dangerous and most likely for New South Wales last night. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Now, my personal man of the match, though, for New South Wales was Jackie Wyden. I thought he was absolutely yep. outstanding. And yep. one part of the match that really stood out for me that shows why you should select Wyden in origin and shows why he's made for origin and Freddie got it right. So Paddy Carrigan comes on, flies out of line, hits him, Whiten gets whacked, gets up. A couple sets later, Lindsay Collins, a big, big boy. He's big. He's like six foot three, yep. 110 yep. kilos. Yep. Jackie Whiten would be about 97, 98 max. Yep. Comes out, jams Lindsay Collins. And I thought, you know what? That's why you get selected. And that's why people say you are made for origin. Because after all of the noise, everyone talking about should he be picked at centre, he was incredible. What do you think of Wyden's performance? He, he was he was great, mm. P- particularly early in the match. Like he yes. was, he was by far their best player in mm. in the first half. I thought. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tedesco made his way into the game. The longer the game went, the more dangerous he became. Yeah. Uh, but Jack Whiten, he was he was the Blues' best in the first half, and I I think he keeps his spot. Absolutely. For game two. Mm. No, no matter like he goes back to the Raiders now and plays six for yeah. the next two games, but I, th- I think off that performance, he gets picked again, mm. which which then puts question marks on like what happens with Stephen Crichton. Yeah, like he sat on the bench for the most part of that that game until Katoni Staggs had that shoulder issue, mm. and then he was brought onto the field. Um, but that was the question I posed to Andrew Johns during the call mm. because Jack Whiten was playing so well. There's no there's there's no reason to take him off. So then they're left with the dilemma of how do you use Stephen Crichton? Yeah. yeah. Do, do you do you play the entire game with sixteen men? Mm. In in a in a game that fast as well. That's what I mean. Yeah. It, it was a really really interesting decision, and and I kind of I feel sorry for Crichton for a bit uh, to a degree because it's it's not his fault. You know what I mean? Like is he? No, that's right. He's just he's just going to go on there and do his best, but he's it's in an unfilm unfamiliar position mm. and Jackie Whiten was playing so well that not only do you not take him off, you can't move him to the middle either. Keep him in centre. He was That's killing right. it. He That's had two right. line breaks, two line breaks. Um, so going forward, uh, I, I will say that New South Wales fans will be super disappointed with the result. And that's that's understandable. But I actually thought New South Wales' last 20 minutes was absolutely incredible. Incredible. The amount of yep. try-saving tackles to fight their way back into the game because when it was, what was it, 16 Four at one stage. Yep. It looked like it was done. And and it almost looked like uh, Queensland were going to run away with it. Yep. For New South Wales to wrestle that back into it, they were centimetres away from equaling, you know, mm. evening the scores up. Mm. Where, do you, where do you think New South Wales did really well in that last 20 minutes? 
Oh, I think just their ability to attack. I think they just they knew that, um, you know, they had to go. It was all or nothing for them mm. when they were down by twelve. I think when Valhomes missed that conversion, um, I think that's. I think they thought, well, we're still a chance because mm. if he kicks that, they're up by fourteen. That may have just been the, the sort of the nail in the coffin for New South Wales. It might have just been a little bit too much scoreboard pressure. Um, but I think when he missed and they and they seen, well, we're still down by 12. Yeah. Um, we're only down by 12. It's, it's a couple, two converted tries. Like, we can still get ourselves back in this. Yeah. And and they're they're a good side and a confident, like when they're playing well, they're confident. They they just back themselves. Mm. So they, they had to come up with some, some, some football that they hadn't played for some time because if you think over the last series, or well, in particular in, in 2021, it wasn't until game three where they found themselves behind on the scoreboard. Mm. Like game one, they just – they absolutely pummeled Queensland. Yeah. Like they just went bang, bang, bang. What was it? it was half, at half time, it was like 30 nil or something. Yeah, it was – 36 nil. It was the most bizarre thing ever. I'd never seen it before. <clears throat> so they just they just carried on and just played, you know, some some – Entertaining football. Yeah. Same in game two. Game mm. two was quite similar. Yes. The scoreline wasn't as big, but they were dominant. very, very dominant. Mm. Um, and then, so last night, it was a very unfamiliar position for them to be in with, you know, the time running out on the clock. They were down by 12. Um, but I, I think that's probably a positive for them to take away is that they they took themselves into the game when they had to and just attacked Queensland and they nearly pulled it off. Mm. Like they, <laughs> so close. It was centimetres. Literally. It, it, took a, it took a huge tackle. Like Ponga was involved, but it was Felice Kafusi yes, who, who hit Isaiah Yo. It was like a bootlace tackle. If you don't chop him, he goes over Which it had to be. Because like, we all know he, he's, a, he's, a very, he's very strong. He's a strong man. Mm. Um, he's hard to bring down. He, he's... He, He's great at beating that first up tackle, low tackle, low tackle particularly. Um, but he went in hard, Felice, mm. and he chopped him around the ankles, and it was just enough for um, you know Ponga to get there in time and wrap him up around the ball. And he, he was dead set. Like what was he? Like ten, ten centimeters. Ten centimeters, literally. If KP, <laughs> if KP is in there, he reaches out and scores. Scores. Um, now with New South Wales, the 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 names that come to mind. Guys like the Fox, Crichton, Frizzell, and that's Angus Crichton, Frizzell, yeah, yeah. Hines, Jake Trevojevic. Do you think New South Wales make changes? Uh, I think they will. Mm. Um, not knowing how Katoni Staggs is after that one. Mm. He, he had a lot of ice on that left shoulder last night, so mm. I'm not too sure what the wash-up is out of out of last night. We probably haven't got any sort of medical reports as yet. Yeah. And I, I think Whiten has cemented his spot. I'd say Latrell will probably take that spot when he's yeah. I look at, yeah, but I don't, I don't, I don't think he'll be ready. Oh, okay. For game two, okay. You, I wouldn't suspect, like, because he, he won't play this weekend. Yes, because he's got uh, COVID, I think. Yeah, yeah, he's got COVID. He come back from the states. He's got COVID. You got to remember, he's coming off a huge layoff. Yeah, with okay. his hamstring injury. So you don't think they'll risk it? I don't think so. Yeah, okay. I don't think so. Like, if he plays, um, you know. Not this weekend. Next weekend, mm. it's one match in how long? Two months. Yeah, long time. Well, long that's time. you know. So that's, but you got to remember, New South Wales—they're one nil down. Mm. So it is when you're in that position in state of origin. It's not panic stations, mm. but it's you are desperate. Mm. Okay, because 
it's it's win or your or your series is over. Yeah, which is crazy. Okay, it, and and like there's always a third game, and you mm. get a chance to go up and you know you salvage a bit of pride, like Queensland did last year in Game Three. Mm. But the situation that New South Wales find themselves in now is that Game Two is it's it's all or nothing for them. Mm. So they may have to make some really big calls and take some risk with particularly selection. Yeah. So yeah. if Latrell comes back and plays one game, mm. do they take a punt on him and say, mate, we just we just have to have this bloke in here because he brings that X factor where he could be a Cameron Munster. Yeah. Like he like Munster was for Queensland last Absolutely. night. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's uh it is I do believe that we we really saw last night that there's great players and then there's generational talents. <laughs> yeah. And and I yeah. think that Everyone was appreciating losing Tom Dravojevic and Latrell Mitchell. Mm. But I think when you watch the game last night, you go, oh, okay, these guys actually – it's like a Greg Inglis for, for Queensland. Yeah. How many series did you play with GI where the, your back's against the wall, oh. nothing's going right, no. you spin the ball to GI, and he just goes, boom, game broken open. Yep. Oh, we, we did that. That that was almost weekly with Melbourne. <laughs> yes, <laughs> mate. So I was lucky from yes. that from that point of view. I got to see it weekly, mm. if not daily, because of, you know the, the training that we we're doing. Mm. But um, certainly in those big matches like Queensland, you, you it'd almost be like like if you're watching from the stands, you'd be almost like, oh, has has Greg Inglis done anything tonight? Yeah. But then all of a sudden, if you needed something, bang. Yeah. If you needed a line break, if you needed someone to run over four people, yeah. if you needed a big tackle, mm. he could provide any one of those. Absolutely. And, I, and that's and the thing just, with Latrell. I feel yeah. like he's a bit similar. Yep. Yeah. Um, and we saw it last year. The, the first line break, game one last year, was Latrell Mitchell. Yeah. And it just set the tone for the yep. whole series. Yeah, you're right. Um, so do you think Hines comes back to the 14 role? Who do you reckon? Do you reckon Crichton keeps it? Um, yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. And, and like I said, I, you know, Depending on how Tony Staggs is, mm. um, whether he he gets another crack there, um, may determine if Crichton's in the team or not. Mm. Um, and then also, you, you know, you're talking about Latrell. Mm. Is he fit? So there's a bit of a there's a few question marks over that centre position. One thing's for sure, certain: Jack White will be the the left centre absolutely after that performance. He absolutely. has to be. Yeah. Um, and and as far as any other changes, well, I think it probably comes down to what happens in that centre position. I, th- I think he may have a look at a Nico Hines mm. um, to play that sort of utility role. But, yeah, I-, I just feel that, you know, Queensland did such a great job from the bench. Yeah. They had a huge impact on the game last night. Um, and it's such an important role. Uh, and, Kenby, we've spoken about this numerous times on the captain's run that, mm. you know, it's not it's not just, oh, look, you know, the best 13 and then you've got a few leftovers mm. um, and boys, if you get out yeah. there, do your best. Like mm. that, that is such, that's, that's just as an important role now coming off the bench than, as what the starters are. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it's uh it really has changed. Like I feel like back in the day, it was almost like you're not good enough to make the 13. So yeah. you're on the bench. Whereas now, <laughs> now the bench yeah. is truly like, no, you actually have a specific job. That's right. And and some players actually are better from the bench. That's right. Um, yeah, and so just want to talk quickly is, do you think there's any players, forwards for New South Wales that may be under pressure to keep their, their job? You know, is it is oh. Madison, Martin, or any of those boys, Regan Campbell-Gillard, or no, you think they'll stick solid with those boys? Oh, look, I, I think they'll, they'll... It's hard to say, isn't yeah. it? It really is. It's so hard. You know, because as I mentioned, it, the, they haven't been in this position for quite some time, Kempi. Mm. You know, where 
they've lost their first up game and now they're under a bit of pressure. Like there's there's a few injuries in and around their squad, in and around their their eligible players. Yeah. Um, a few question marks over, um, you know, who's best suited for the bench. Mm. So you know there might be some big calls made. And and for me, like in the wash up, like it's only yeah, what is it? The, it's it's not long after you know, yeah game one. Yeah. So it's it's really hard to sort of start jumping around thinking about what changes would be made if mm. there are any. There's still two more games of NRL yeah. um, to be played until yep. the next um, squads are named for game two. So I think I think they'll be given – those players that represented New South Wales last night, mm. um, they'll be given every opportunity to go back to their clubs, play well. And if they do, I, I think Freddie will – he's shown over the you know last couple of series apart from Fox. <laughs> yeah, that's what throws a spanner Foxy. in the yeah. um, and, and, well, and Jake Trebojevic as well yeah. Yeah. Um, being left out. Of this first up um, uh, game of the series, um, like they've they've stuck pretty strong. Mm. So it'll yeah, it's, it'll be interesting to see how they go for game two, New South Wales. So the last twenty happens, you just hold on. What's the feeling like? What did Billy <laughs> say to the boys in the in the changing room? What was it like? Um, oh, look, it, it. I actually got in there a little bit late. I, I missed all the the celebration yeah. and, and and the coach's speech and whatnot. I was I had to do some post game stuff um, with with Channel Nine. But um, they look really happy. Yeah. They look really happy. I think the coach was relieved. <laughs> I, oh, I must mate. be honest. 100%. <laughs> I must be honest. When I, 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 I got down on the field mm. straight after the game. So when the, when the, the commentary finished, I went down on the field. And um, we, um, I went over and, and said, well done and whatnot. And he, he, I could just see the, the weight was off his shoulder. He was like, oh, you know, just a bit like, oh, mate, thank you. Goodness, that first one is out the way, yep. and I think he may. I think even if even if the result didn't go Queensland's way, yeah, I think he may have felt a similar feeling just For just sure. to get it out the way. Like mm. the, the first week's done, the first game's out the way. Okay, bit of like a oh, just yeah, like that's out the way. Now I know what it's like. Yeah, now I know what it's like to go through a full preparation, sit through a full game. It was his first game of rugby league as a coach. In, in front of like, what eighty eight thousand in, in people? any in any level crazy you know incredible what, I mean? it, what what an achievement by Billy the kid yeah it's not like he sat through a, you know like a game of footy coaching an under fifteen yeah you know, junior footy side it was his first game ever that was state of origins as big as it gets down at ANZ well of course stadium New South Wales you know yeah. we we very rarely win there yeah debut coach Billy the kid it was incredible I mean congratulations to Billy what a yeah to be honest I I think. Just the way it was won as well. Like, as, mm. as we said, uh, I think it was either earlier or off air, where we're saying, I feel like with Queensland, every single player that got picked for a specific reason yep. did that reason in yes. the game. Yep. And Billy would have been a big part of that. Yep. A big part of that. Yep. Um, now, we are going to head to a break. But after the break, we're going to answer your text messages, answer your calls. Call in one three hundred oh one eleven seventy, or you can text 0457 736 736. Plus, we'll be talking about unfortunate sackings or, uh, I guess, mutual parting of ways with mm. Michael McGuire at the Tigers and Nathan Brown at the Warriors. Welcome back to the Captain's Run with the great Cameron Smith. Now, we've got uh, we've got a couple of calls. We've got a couple of calls, but first, we're going to go through the Bailey Ladder, Bailey Ladder segment. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, time to break down which young players are climbing up the Bailey Ladder. Works I trusted for over 60 years. We're going to get through this, and then we're going to get to your phone calls. But first... Smithy, who's been climbing up the Bailey ladder? Oh, look, I'm going to go the three young fellas last night for Queensland. Mm. Uh, all three on debut. Selwyn Cobbo, uh, first up. 
20 years of age, just turned 20 last Saturday, um, ran for over 160 metres, had a line break, one try assist, and uh, four, was it line break assist maybe? Um, he just he had a huge game, mm. um, was fantastic. Paddy Carrigan, as we've mentioned, um, yeah, his efforts off the bench, 64 minutes, 64 minutes. Wow. Um, he come off and just made a huge impact. Ran for over 180 metres. I think that might have been second to Munster only. Yes. And Munster made like a couple of line breaks. Yep. So that just showed the, the amount of work that Paddy Carrigan did in the middle. He had two tackle breaks and offload and made 34 tackles. Wow. He's in. He's just in He's in a great space at the moment. He's mm. playing some wonderful footy. And number three, our little number 13, Ruben Cotter. He he played the full 80 minutes. Crazy. I I don't think he was meant to. Oh. I think I think I think Billy's plan was to just see how far he could go mm. um and look to give him a break. Yeah. Um but with those changes, the message went out, mate, you're going to we think you're going to have to stay the 80 and he just said, "Yep, no dramas." Far I'm out. happy. On your debut. I'm happy to do it. In the in the ANZ in front he, of 90,000. And he and he killed it. 130 meters. 51 tackles. Wow. On your debut. Incredible. In the middle there. What's 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 amazing for Cotter? At the start of the year, he was a hooker. Mate, he's, he, he started his career as a nine. He's a nine. He? Yeah, he was a nine. At the start of the year, he's he was a nine. And now he's, he wears number 10 for the Cowboys. It's incredible. <laughs> then he debuts at 13. Incredible. <laughs> he's about five foot, like, nine or ten. Mm. But he, like, mate, he is thick. Thick as anything. Strong. Strong, powerful. Now, that was thanks to Bailey Ladders bringing safety and efficiency to the worksite for over 60 years. Now, we've got some callers on the line. We've got Truth from Kellyville. Truth, you there? Hey, boys. How you doing? Hey, Truth. Hey, um, yeah, a lot of energy um, um, today. I'm not going to say because it, it was a Queensland win. I, I think uh, <laughs> you do this week in, week out. So I'm not going to criticise you there. Nah, uh, good mate. win anyway last night. Um, just wanted to ask a question, um, Cam. You're, you're the assistant there. I'm just saying, knock on wood, you know, because mm. you know about Ben Hunt. If he was not available just by through injury, yeah. Who would you go? What, what would you do there? Like, well, who would you go and replace him with at the current side at the Queensland? Yeah. Oh, mate, look, that's that's a really good question. Um, you know, before game one, you'd probably be you'd be thinking um, like a Reed Marnie um, would be in the frame. Mm. Um, but if but if you look at if you look at uh, the 22 that was put together and the guys that were in those, um, you know, the, the five left over from the 17, um, Tom Dearden was in there. Mm. So Tom Dearden last night, he yeah. he was he was part of the, the two extras, so 18th and 19th man. Yeah. So, and he's a guy that has yeah. played in the middle. He's yeah. played a bit of time in the middle for uh, the Broncos in particular. I don't mm. think he's played much there for Cowboys at all. I think he's just all been out in the halves. But um, yeah, the way he's played truth for the Cowboys, I think it's showing that he's a he's pretty he's a pretty keen young fella, and he doesn't mind like the physical part of the game. He doesn't mind getting his body in front of uh, ball carriers. It'll be a very different job for him in the middle at Origin level, mm. but he's certainly got the skills to go in there and 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 play a bit of a role. If say you know. Hunt wasn't there, or you started with Harry Grant, and Harry Grant needed a bit of a spell, mm. ten or fifteen minutes off the field. Mm. He could go in there, and I think he could play that that type of role. But I'd say it'd be a Tom Dearden, given that he's in the twenty-two for game one, um, and and outside of that, you'd be thinking someone like Reed Marnie. I think. 
I reckon you'll go read money, Smithy. You're too smart, mate. You're playing games, mate. You know what? And I know what New Safari should be doing. New Safari yeah. should be going carousel on the bench, mate, or starting and get Damien Cook, mate, because uh, you beat us in the ruck last night, and you know that. Yeah. That was the ruck. You're both hookers, so, Ben Hunt and uh, uh, Granny, yeah. were, were, were unbelievable. So you, so game two, uh, New South Wales, you'd, you'd put a carousel in there to, to give Cook a rest? Hundred percent. I would definitely put Cook's um, strength is running game, and Carousel has got great service from there. He engages the defenders mm. really well, and he's got combinations um, with his um, and with half. So, yep. yeah, and I think the way he's changed it up in the halves, I, I believe that played a big part, and and that's well coached. So, mm. you know, I, I, I'll say great work from you guys. Yeah. Good on you, Trace. That's why you go read Marty Smithy. <laughs> <laughs> mate, thanks, Truth. Thanks for calling, mate. Really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you, Glenn. Uh, there we go. Is that, is that great call? Is that is that Mr. Marnie? Was that is was Truth? Is he's that Reed's man. dad? Yeah, I think yeah, he's. I, I think, think his old man's name is Truth Marnie. Actually, now that yeah. I think about it. There you go. Now we are we're going to head to a break, but after the break, we're going to take uh, your calls. Uh, it's actually a call from Chris from Rose Bay. We'll be back after a break, and we'll be chatting to Chris. Welcome back to the Captain's Run. We're going to get straight into it. Chris, Chris from Rose Bay, you there, mate? Hi. Yeah. How you guys going? Hey, Chris. Good, mate. Hey, Cameron, I've got two questions for you, actually. Okay. <clears throat> I was thinking last night, right on half time there, Cameron Munster takes a shot for field goal. And that came out of nowhere to me. I don't know if you were expecting it. I don't think the New South Wales team were expecting it. But there was only 25 seconds left on the clock. It wasn't like he was going to give New South Wales a set of seven. And it was just such a clever play. And that's what he does. Were you expecting him to go for a field goal right on half time? Oh, well, I actually had it. A- a thought of that in the back of my mind, if if there was an opportunity to score points, maybe have a have a shot of it. The Queensland were only up by two at, at that stage, and as yeah. you said, like very low risk. If you are to miss it and you give away seven tackles with twenty five seconds on the clock, you know they're probably when they by the time they get the ball back in play, tap the ball on the twenty. There's probably around ten seconds, maybe maybe yeah. less. Um, so I was thinking it, but I think what you mentioned there that no one was thinking it by Cam Munster. I think that sums up his That's entire right. game last night <laughs> and the way he played. I think pretty much everything he did on the field was unexpected, which is why it made was, him so good. That's exactly what I was thinking too. I was thinking he's like a chess player and he's about three steps ahead of everybody else. That was just, and like I think Wayne Bennett said after the State of Origin two years ago, I think when they won the series. And they said to him, what was the difference between game two and three? He said, well, we got Munster back. Mm. Yeah, that's right. And he said, and he, that's what he said at the conference. And I thought, well, that's a staggering thing to say. And, he, and they said, how do you coach him? And he said, well, you don't. You just leave him alone. He said he's the most naturally instinctive player. Yep. You leave him alone. He said Alfie was the closest he'd ever seen to him. Yeah, but I, I wanted to say, I thought it was a spectacle last night. It was a fantastic spectacle because... I thought the officiating was brilliant last night. I want to get your opinion of the way the game was refereed and if you'd like to see it carried on, that sort of style of refereeing for the next two games. Yeah. Um, well, Queensland won, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, I, I thought the referee was fantastic. <laughs> no, I'm only joking. No, no, look, that was Ashley Klein's... I think that was his first game in charge of Origin um, with the standalone referee. Mm. I think he, he'd had a... a well, a bit more, a few more than a, than half a dozen games um, when it was in the two referee system. Yep. 
Um, but that was his first one solo. And look, yeah, look, I thought he did a pretty good job. Mm. There, there was probably there was probably a couple of calls early for both teams where there was possible forward passes that were missed. Um, but that's not solely on the referee to pick those up. That mm. you know, we need to touch judges. Um, Sorry, it was uh, helping out there. He called forward passes that weren't forward passes. I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I think what yeah. happened was, and the ones that he, the ones that were let go, were forward passes. They were forward. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. we had. I think Queensland had a, a pass off the scrum that went like half a meter forward. Possibly. Yeah. Yes. It, well, it looked that way. It looked. It looked that way from where I was sitting mm. um, on the angle. It might have been the angle, but yeah, I thought it might have been marginally forward. But. Um, yeah, I, I thought on the whole, um, he just he let the players play. Yeah, which is you know like, and we talk about oh you know origins referee differently, and you know the players get away to this and get away. But it's such a good sport, and and people talk about it as a spectacle. Why don't we referee like that every weekend? I know with the NRL. I know. Let the players play the game. Yeah. Yeah, keep the keep the whistle in the pocket, mm. like like it happened last night. How many penalties were blown last night? Four, mate. Not very five. Many. Oh, not many. Actually, I think it might have been. I think the penalty count might have been uh, three, four, yeah. or, or or three, two, yep. something like that. So mm. it was either five or, or seven penalties. And, and that's why we, we brought the the six again in to stop the whistle from coming to the game. Yeah, and I, I I agree with you, Smithy. I I thought that yes, that he definitely did get a few calls wrong, like for either well, side, 50 That just didn't, and so I think it actually and it went both ways exactly. Yeah. So yeah. like it evened itself out. I liked the way he refed. I thought he he allowed the game to flow. I thought that you know uh, when he needed to give a six again, he gave a six again. Uh, and and you know people, you know if, if anyone wants to say that the game wasn't really high paced or people mm. were lying in the ruck, oh, I I disagree. It was fast because it was. One of the fastest games I've ever seen, yep. literally ever. Um, yep. And, and the, the stats back that up. You know, it was 112 metres per minute, yep. 110 metres per minute. Matter of fact, New South Wales were covering more metres per minute than Queensland. Yep. So that's how quick um, New South Wales were playing. So oh, I enjoyed it, mate. I, and I wish we could uh, ref like that all the time. But thanks for the call, Chris. Really do Good appreciate you, Chris. it, mate. Cheers. Uh, thanks, Chris, for the call. Really do appreciate it. But now we're going to get on to some unfortunate news for a couple of uh, coaches. We've got mm. Nathan Brown. He has been let go from the Warriors. Now, this was a really interesting one because initially it seemed like he was just stepping aside. Well, the reports was essentially that he had gone to the Warriors and said, I, I don't think I'll go back to New Zealand with the squad. I don't think I'll see myself doing that. And... You know, I guess the argument could be made, well, you know, why just sign with the Warriors? But then, you know, Brown comes out and, and chats about um, to NRL 360, I think, and discusses mm. the fact that his his daughter is doing her HSC and it was just, you know, something that he couldn't move away from. And also, he basically has retired altogether from coaching. Well, that, well, that was the big one for me yeah. out of that uh, interview was mm. that he said his, his head coaching days are, are done. Yeah. He will never be a head coach yeah. again. Yeah. He's more interested now in in helping develop coaches or help young coaches um, start their career. Uh, so that that was that was really the big thing for me. And, and obviously, it's, it's a huge call mm. that um, that Brownie's made, and and one you know I commend him for you know making a, a decision for his family. Um, I think it was his two daughters um, that said, "Look, we're we're sick of moving around, Dad. Like, yeah. We just want to settle down in our life. Mm. You know, we're getting a little bit older now, and." He he said for the past twenty years they've moved all around the world with him. Yeah, for his work. Yeah, and you know, and like it was a good interview because he said he said too like he he didn't want anyone 
to feel sorry for him mm. or the situation that he's in and his family's in because he said, yeah, he's 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 done a job that he's loved and he's been paid handsomely for it. Yeah. Um, but it's just a point in his life now that being a head coach, it just doesn't suit um, his family dynamic. Mm. I think he said his young fella's happy to go wherever. Yeah. <laughs> I, think he's young. I think he said his young place, he's like, yeah, Dad, I'll go to New Zealand. I'll go back to England. Um, <laughs> but um, <clears throat> that's just typical young fella, isn't it? They're, just, they're pretty pretty cruisy. But, you know, the girls are getting into a, a part of their life where... Formative years. It is. Yeah. And they just said, oh, look, Dad, you know, we'd rather stay at home. And, and that's just, that shows outside of, you know, football where you see, you know, the coaches, players, like, they're human beings. Yeah. You know, and he's and he's made a decision for his family, which is which is wonderful. Um, and now he can just he can just you know live happily with his family. There's no stress about being a head coach, mm. and he can go and help others try and develop into good coaches in the future. Yeah, for sure. And and look, I'll be completely honest. Initially, I was like, man, I feel like that's really unfair on the Warriors. The fact that you know you don't want to go back to New Zealand. Yep. I thought that. The Warriors, staff, families, everyone has made so many sacrifices living in Australia and then all of a sudden the head coach comes out and says, well, I'm not going to go and live in New Zealand. Yep. But then when it came out that he's actually retiring from coaching, yes. I was like, oh, okay, that that makes a lot of sense then. It's like a player retiring. He never mm. – Nathan Brown, when he signed the contract, he didn't think I'm going to retire in a year and a half. No. Um, and that changed my whole perspective on the situation. And I think when he took the job on, though, Kempi, like it, the plan was like his family were going to move to New Zealand. Yeah. But because of this pandemic thing mm. – it's kept them yeah. in Australia, and now two years down the track, things have changed. And when you're in year twelve, that's oh, like you can't huge. be moving to a no. whole new school no. in year twelve. It would just so much disruption. Absolutely. And so, um, you know, and and he also spoke about how he notified the club was it, it was several weeks ago now. Okay. So yeah. they've known. Yeah. Okay. And 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 so he he said, um, which again, like it, it's it just shows you know he's he's a great fella and upfront upfront and honest with everyone. He said to, um, you know, the club, um, the CEO and the owner, he said, like, fellas, if I'm, I'm keen to stick around this year mm. um, and, and, and see out the season if you want me to. If you don't, I completely understand. Yeah. So he said when, when the news come that, that he was – they were going to say, oh, mate, let's part ways. We need to start planning for next year or, or yeah. whatever it was. Mm. He wasn't shocked. Yeah, okay. He knew that from the moment he expressed his feelings about, you know, not going back to New Zealand, he's choosing to stay with his family. Um, that he he knew that that it was that it was going to come sooner or later. Yeah. yeah, that sort of tap on the shoulder to say, mate, we've made a decision um, to go a different a different avenue. Yeah, look, and t- to be honest, and you know, uh, this is no disrespect to anyone at the Warriors, but I actually think this is probably the best for the Warriors. It did seem mm. like things weren't working out under Brownie, unfortunately. Mm. Uh, and so it's better to know now yep. and get it done now so you can prepare for next year. Because the, the big thing with the Warriors right now is the season is probably over. I mean, and, and I know it sucks to say that, but I, I can't really see them playing finals footy. Yep. But the, the glass half full looking at this is like we've known early on now that we don't have our coach. So we can prepare for – because it's not they're not like every, any other team where next year is just another year of rugby league. Yep. Next year they move home. Yeah. So it's, it's almost like a rebirth. Oh, look, I, I think that's going to be – Huge for the Warriors. Mm. Like you cannot underestimate the challenges that they've faced being away from home. Now I'm not I'm I'm not particularly talking about the first grade team, mm. um, but it it would have been challenging being away from home, being away from family and loved ones. Yeah. But 
the organization as a whole, oh, the effect it's had on the organization and, you know, trying to recruit players, mm. particularly local kids from New Zealand. Yeah. But they haven't seen live rugby league for two years. It's crazy. They haven't had a team that they can go and watch in Auckland mm. at Mount Smart Stadium mm. for two years. It's incredible. Because it, it, it impacts young young people. Absolutely. When they see their heroes playing live, when mm. they see them playing well and winning, they go to those games and they go home and they put their head on the pillow at night. They dream of being a New Zealand warrior. Yeah. They want to they want to play rugby league. Mm. But it just hasn't been there. Like, sure, it's on TV, but... It's not you, the same. It's not the same. Mm. It, it doesn't have the same effect on, on young people in particular. Yeah. So I think being away from, you know, their home... Their home uh, of of you know, Mount Smart Stadium in Auckland, where they have tremendous support over there, mm. um, it's it's had a huge effect on you know that sort of building up that that junior base, that development system, mm. that pathway system that they put in place. I think you know several years ago that mm. was going really well. Yeah, absolutely. And and just to echo your sentiments, exactly what you were saying. The, the problem for the Warriors now is they basically have a two year hole in their pathway system, in the yeah. sense that like. You know, you want to make a system where, you know, Melbourne do it so, so well, where they get guys in at 17, 18, mm. and from 17 all the way to first grade, you're basically molding them as people. Like, mm. it is it is about football, but it's also about more than football. And unfortunately for the Warriors, how can you have, uh, I guess, everything glued together when you're all your juniors in New, Ze- New Zealand? Yeah. And all your first graders are in Australia. Australia. Mm. And you can't, you're not going to have your juniors as 16, 17-year-olds flying over. No. To, well, it um, just can't happen. You no. just, it just can't happen. So I, I really do hope that next year is just a rebirth for the club. Yeah. Um, and I really hope – I hope Stacey goes really well. Club legend, um, beloved by the fans. So it's just one of those things where maybe maybe it's best for everyone. You know, yeah. Maybe it was best for everyone. Yeah. Uh, we've got a text here. We've got a text here. Uh, Hey, fellas, do you think it's time to bring the Fox back? Cheers, fellas. Both in this morning. Ooh. It's a big one. I don't know. What do you What do you think? You're, mate, you're, this is your area. You're a winger. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> reportedly. <laughs> um, oh, look, I thought he was unlucky not to be there yeah. for game <laughs> one. I can understand why they went Tupo size Yeah. Um, to um, – you know, try and minimise the impact that the two Queensland wingers are going to have. Yeah. Um, they, Queensland didn't score any tries from those high kicks or and cross Tupo kicks. Offload one, an offload he, one. He was dangerous. Yeah. He was dangerous. Yeah. Um, so, Tupo. Like, yeah, he nearly come up with that. And that's why he got selected. That Tedesco got pulled back. Yep. And that's why he's there. Yeah. And I thought he carried the ball pretty strong. Absolutely. Like, to be fair, he yeah. carried the ball strong. We've spoken about, you know, the New South Wales outside backs and the great job they did. So... Yeah, it's a hard one. But I, I did think, I can't be going back to last week. Mm. Did you think um, Josh Adokar, that was a bit of a statement game from himself? Oh, was it? When he scored, scored, a double, scored a double. And that energy just came out of the fox. The trot. Let's trot, baby. Look, I think it's I think it's going to be a yeah. tough one. Um, yeah. I think that you're kind of sending it mixed messages if you go. Tupo comes in. <laughs> Plays pretty decently. Yep. Oh no, no, no. Well, now we're going to bring the fox back. Yeah, in. Oh, we lost, so we'll just. Yeah. yeah. So uh, unfortunately, I think it's um, it's going to take a poor game from one of the wingers for Fox to get okay. in, or maybe next year when Fox mm. is or, or injury, yeah, injury or something along yep. those lines. Yep. Now we're going to head to a break. After the break, we are going to break down the West Tigers and Michael Maguire parting ways. 
Welcome back to the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith. Uh, it's It's been flying by, Smithy. Flying by. Now, uh, we've got some uh, texts here. Will mm. Tupo go and play for Tonga when it's Origin Game 2, <laughs> seeing as he's going to play for them in the World Cup? Mm. Now, this is, this is another thing that, that New South Wales have to contend with. Mm. Um, I don't know. Well, this is going to be up to Daniel Tupo. And yeah. I think Katoni Staggs may have mentioned... Something along these lines as well. Mm. Um, he's got Tongan heritage as well, I, I believe. Is uh, it? Sorry, well, who was that? Stags. Stags. Yeah, yeah. So um, for all of our listeners out there, game two falls on the weekend of, of it's, it's rep weekend. Yeah. So it's uh, it's the the women's state of origin Friday night uh, playing in Canberra, and then there's a double header of uh, like uh, Pacific Nations test matches on the Saturday, mm. followed by the men's. Uh, second state of origin on the Sunday. So players that played in state of origin one could possibly say, look, I'm unavailable for game two. Crazy. I'm going to play a test match. What a spanner Which is, in the works. Like, yeah. From my point of view, I think that's just, <laughs> it's very strange to do that. Yeah. Um, if, if you put your hand up to say I'm available to play game one, you should have to be available for the entire series. Yeah. No matter what. I, I think so too. Yeah. I, I think it's look to be fair. I think they've been put in a really tough position. That these boys. yeah, of course, of course. But I think you're probably gonna you have to make a choice. Yeah, if, if there's a, if there's if there's a um, Pacific test you know, with uh, a nation that you know is, is part of your heritage, part of your family, mm. um, and you feel passionate about, it and you want to play it in that. that that's great. Yeah. I, I I love how you know the these island nations in particular have um, improved so much. Over the last you know two or three years, even mm. though there hasn't been a lot of Test footy, um, two thousand and nineteen great year for for Tonga. Um, but if you if you make yourself available for game one, I think you should be available the whole series. Yeah, I, I agree too, mate. I agree. So hopefully they can sort that out. I think scheduling will help that a lot. Uh, but after the break, we're going to wrap up the second hour of the show. Welcome back to the Captain's Run. Now let's get straight into huge, huge news. Mike Maguire has been let go from the West Tigers. Uh, it's a really interesting one because I feel like he's been under pressure for almost two years. And he, the Tigers essentially had every reason to move him on earlier. And then finally, although they're not getting the results, the Tigers look like they're actually starting to put together a squad and a team. They recruit really well in Appy Coruscant. They get Papali'i, that's Isaiah Papali'i, on the edge there next year. And then the Tigers now decide to get rid of Madge. What are your thoughts on the after situation? after improved performances too, Campy? Massively over the improved. last sort of six weeks. Yeah, um, they won a couple there, a couple of big scalps actually mm. um, that they got, and then haven't fared so well as far as the results go mm. um, of late. But were certainly improved. Um, and they've waited to now round fourteen to to um, to cut ties with Madge. Mm. Probably a lot, a lot of people probably thinking, well, it was inevitable. It was going to happen. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's just strange how he, he was under so much pressure in the first, what, month, six weeks? Yeah. And End they're saying he, he's got to well. go. He's yeah. got to go. Yeah. Like, pull the pin. They stuck with him. <laughs> got two wins. They were like, oh, no, we'll keep him. Mm. And then, as we said, yeah, there hasn't been – have they won a game since one of, those two? One from four or something. Yeah, it might have been one. Yep. Um, and they finally parted ways um, with, well, I think it's Brett Kamali now. Yeah. He's taken over as interim coach. I think he was coaching the women's uh, side at at, um, at, at West, West or West Tigers mm. women, women's side. Yep. Um, 
So he'll be the, I guess, the caretaker coach for for West Tigers for the rest of the, this season. Mm. But it's just the, the question I, I always ask in this situation is: so if you sack your coach, okay, fair enough. That, that's 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 your 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 choice, and you do that. Mm. Who who's going to replace him? That's going to do a better job. Honestly, like does the next coach just get lobbed in there, and if they don't win, they're sacked. Yeah. Like, at what, like at what point does that cycle end? Mm. Yeah. And the crazy thing is, just, <laughs> that cycle at the Tigers has been going for what ten years yeah, now. Yeah. That's and that's my point. So yeah. you know, like, is is that is that what happens? Just the you go on the on the coach merry-go-round. Yeah. Mate, it's so it's, there's no continuity yeah. being built there. There's no f- familiarity for the players. Mm. There's no stability in that position. That yep. if you bring in, you know, say a crop of good young players. Or you're able to to recruit a, um, yeah, a big name to your club, and he signs say a long term deal, and he has two or three coaches in that time. Yeah, like what do you think you can as a player? Right. It's it's a dip. That's that's why these type of clubs they they find it hard to recruit the good players because mm-hmm. there's no stability. Yeah, rugby league players, I, I think athletes in general, particularly in in team uh, environments, mm. they love stability. Yeah. Absolutely, they love stability. They 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 want to know the coach is going to be there and he's going to be there long term. Mm, mate, it's uh, <laughs> it, it, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And and I just think that they finally they've been struggling to recruit for like what five years, a long time, maybe even a decade, a long time, struggling to recruit. Then they get Appy Corusia, who you could argue is one of the best, if not the best. Some people think Corusia is the best nine in the game. Yeah, he's at least in the top three. Yes, at the very very least. Then they also recruit Papali'i, who I believe is the form back rower in the comp period. You would think you finally get those big names in. Your roster is starting to build into something that really can challenge the eight. Hastings is playing good. Mm. Brooks likes his, looks like he's finding his feet at number six. Uh, yep. And then you, you get rid of him. And I just kind of think all of that work, all that preparation, the, the center of excellence that was done under Madge, now a new coach comes in. Do you, re- do you reset? Do you start again? What do you do? <laughs> oh, that, oh, I don't know. I don't know. And and it's a it's a hard one for me to talk about because I was I was you know from my point of view and and all the guys that played at Melbourne we were, we were extremely fortunate that we only ever had one coach. Yeah. Mm. Like Craig Bellamy has been the head coach of the Storm since two thousand and three. Mm. Like, it's just it's crazy. You know, like it's you sort of you sort of just. Oh yeah, he's the coach again, and mm. uh, yeah, they're doing well again. You sort of sweep over to the expected. Mm. He has been there for twenty years, Crazy. twenty years oh. as a coach in the NRL. <laughs> it's just it's almost unheard. Well, it is unheard of. With with no like, he didn't go away for a couple and then come back. Yeah, like it's twenty consecutive seasons that yeah. he's coached that football side. Mm. It's incredible. It's, so I haven't. So you know what I mean? Like yeah, it's, sort it's hard of, to, to, to yeah, it's hard to know like what those players are going through at the moment. I could just, I could only, I'm trying to put myself in their shoes to say, well, that's something that I would, it would make me uncomfortable. Yeah, just having several different coaches over, say, a span of, you know, two contracts. Yeah. You've had like three or four coaches. It's it's absolutely it's, it's and each coach, you know, they've got a different approach yeah. to the way the way they they talk to players and. Yep. Um, the way they handle things at training, the way they run training sessions, the way they plan a week, um, styles of footy that they like. Mm. It's just so you'd be going from one um, sort of style of footy to another and different personalities. It'd be it'd be really difficult. 
It'd yeah. be really difficult. But at the end of the day, I always say this. I I just I I don't like how <laughs> when a team's underperforming, the the fingers pointed straight at the coach. Yeah. All the time. Mm. All the time. Yeah. It's at the end of the day, they, they can't they're not out in the field. Mm. If if they are doing their job, like go and watch them day to day training. You know, and yeah. and I and I've spoken to a couple of we we've spoken to Alex Twole. Mm. Um we've spoken to Jackson Hastings mm-hmm. and they they both said really great things about Michael Maguire. Yeah. And said that he's doing everything he can at training. Yeah. You know, so obviously he's working hard there. Mm. But because of the re- results weren't coming on, on the field on the weekend, he well, he's gone. Yeah. Gone skis. I just what I'm not understanding is is the timing of it. I feel like if you had gotten rid of Madge maybe last year, mid-year, I could be like... Even the start of this year? Yeah, maybe? even the start of the year because you'd be like, look, we've we've gone with you for the you know the last three or four years. You know, we've Unfortunately, we've gone backwards on the table. I could understand that. But when I just what's bizarre to me is when you finally see a bit of a reaction and you see the things that he's been putting in place, you know, trying to make them a gritty side, trying to work with them. Mm. Hastings is a huge fan of Michael Maguire. And then you decide to to move him on. It's almost like, yeah, I just I, it's it's very surprising. Now, uh, who who do you think is out there that could fill this role? I mean, obviously, you've got Paul Green, you've got Flanagan, you've got all the usual names, you know, being thrown up. Mm. Is Kamali? Does he want to be a head coach long term? Or yeah, I'm not sure, and and I haven't, I actually haven't heard. Has Brett Kamali made some comments about his his plans? I, no, I haven't. I haven't heard anything. Haven't seen that. Yeah. Um. I think a lot of that comes down to maybe Tim Sheens. I think mm. he's he's got like that similar role to say Gus Gould. Yeah. At at the Bulldogs, mm. um, where he's sort of he's head of football department. He oversees all of those big decisions. But um, yeah, I'm not sure. Like the same names keep keep getting tossed up because mm. there's only sort of you know there's a small group of coaches out there that are probably, you know, sort of up to taking on a, a head coaching role. Mm. Was it Flanagan? Um, Freddie Fittler keeps getting tossed up. Yeah, great um, Freddie more, Fittler. More for, like, the bull, uh, the Bulldogs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, Paul Green. Mm. Yeah, he's, an, he's another name as well. So. Seraldo. Cameron Seraldo. Mm. I, th- I think out of all of those, I think the, the he he's the he's probably the next big thing. In coaching. In coaching. Yeah. A, a bit like a... Um, Bit like Craig Bellamy was mm. in at the end of two thousand and two when he was given a caretaking role with the Broncos. Mm. Um, Wayne Bennett was away on Origin duties, and he used to come back and coach the Broncos. Wayne, oh really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, okay. Like, he'd break camp, go and go back and coach him on the weekend. Mm. But I think this time it just they were playing the West Tigers at Leichhardt, and I think Wayne just said, "Oh, Craig, you take him. Mm. You have a go, mate." And they went down there. I think Broncos had like ten out. It was or, the baby or, Broncos? Or whatever? Yeah, yep. they had ten or eleven out. And it was the baby Broncos, and mm. they went down there and knocked off West Tigers yeah. at home. And yeah. then so all of a sudden, Craig Bellamy, he was <laughs> the big dog mate, now. He was he was on the radar of eight clubs. Yeah, and, wow. And, and luckily, the storm jagged him. Wow. So that's that's a bit where I think Cameron Seraldo is right now, mate. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. People see him as the sort of next big. Uh, sort of long term coach coming through. Now, I mean, I hate to be negative, Smithy. I hate to be negative. Okay, but. If you're an upcoming coach, <laughs> am I coaching at that club? Are you going to the Tigers, Warriors, or the Doggies? Oh, look, uh, this 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 doesn't sound good, but probably no. It's a t- yeah, look, it's a tough gig to step into. Yeah, really, like really like, tough. and you, and you're looking like as a young coach, yeah, you know, you're probably looking to 
to step into a role where there's there's going to be minimal fuss. Mm. Um, you know, you sort of you've got a, a a really strong squad that's that's formed already, ready to go. Just so, just take away all the you know all the stress and mm. um, issues that could arise. Yeah, you know, in the early stages of your coaching career, and I know, like you, you can't eat your cake and have it too. You know, like you can't just say, oh, "I want to be a head coach and have all these things fall into place." Mm. If there's only a certain amount of jobs going, well, and you want one now, you got to take one of those. Yeah, yeah, so true. Um, but yeah, if if you could, if you still had a bit of time on your side, and you thought, "Oh no, I might just wait off a little bit," mm. which I think Cameron Serraldo has. I think yes. Penrith have said to him. Yeah, you can. We'd love you to stay. We want you to stay. Mm. Um, if you want to stay for twelve months, two years, three years, whatever it is, and stay here learning from Ivan, mm. they're keen. Yeah. So I don't know. I, the, it's entirely up to yeah him and his situation and what he wants to do. But yeah, I, I don't think I would. Yeah, we actually got we got a message from the producer. Uh, Kamali has come in and said uh, he wants to bring the fun back into the Tigers playing squad, which Ooh. is really interesting because. If there was a knock on Madge, it was he is quite intense character. Yeah, that's um, what's been said yeah. about him. Yeah, he's quite intense, and mm. maybe the next Pretty generation struggles a little bit. So mm. who knows? Maybe they're going to be playing anyway. Let's what's get that? A bit of kick tennis or kick tennis? Bit of touch footy? Maybe one, two, three grab? Maybe just can? <laughs> maybe can contact <laughs> sessions? Hey, Kamali, if you want to make it fun, no contact, no contact during the week, and also would you have liked that? Mate, what have I liked that? I'd be still playing, Smithy. I'd have been a great. I would have been a bloody great, mate. Too much contact. No tackle rule. Yeah, no tackle. At training, at least. 80 minutes. I'll give you 80 minutes of the best on the weekend. (laughs) Now, let's get into a preview. Uh, That's good. North Queensland versus the Dragons. Oh, there's footy on this weekend, Uh, is there? There is is absolutely footy this weekend. I think it's the Dragons. No, we've got a game. Cows and Dragons. Yeah, Cows and Dragons. Friday night. Now... How do we do? We think the Cowboys are going to struggle with the Origin. They've had so many players in Origin, or do you think that they're going to continue to show right. how strong they are? Oh, look, oh, the look. Looking at the Cowboys players last night, they were they were keen. Mm. They were keen for this Friday. Yeah, like I know they wow. just come off an Origin, but they they look ready to go. Wow. Yeah, they um they they enjoyed a couple of beers after the game, but they were they were almost straight into like prep for Friday night. Wow. Yep. So um. Oh, I, I think they continue their winning ways. Mm. They're pretty good against the, the Titans. They were outstanding. Um, Murray Tuolungi um, and the Hammer, like they were in camp yeah. pretty much all week in the lead up to that. I think uh, they were released back to the Cowboys maybe the day before, so the captain's run mm. um, for that match on the Wednesday. And they went back and played extremely well. So Cotter will go back. Um Nenai probably, I don't know, depending on how he pulls up, I think he just, he rolled his ankle, got back out on the field. Big effort by Jeremiah Nenai. Yeah. Um, not sure where, I guess that'll depend how he pulls up. Mm. Um, he's got a flight, obviously, this morning and how that reacts. It's You've got to remember it's tomorrow night. Yeah. Um, so do they risk him? Do they need to risk him? Do they feel confident they could get the job done without him? They did it last week. Mm. Like Helam Lukey oh. last week against Gold Coast was outstanding. <laughs> he was so good. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. Does uh, Toddy Payton? He he might play it smart and just say he might rest a couple. Um, yeah. But certainly, um, he gets Tom Dearden. Tom Dearden will play. 
Um, he'll, he'll be back. Um, the hammer, of course, as I said, um, Murray Tualangi. Um, Val Holmes, I reckon he'll back up. Oh, mate. He was so good. And they're just all, you know, like they're in good form. Their team's winning. They had a win last night. And, and that's, you know, thinking about, like, playing players, players that play in origin and have a win, they just they feel so confident going back. Yeah. And when they go back to clubland, when you go back to clubland, it's almost club footy feels like a training session. Wow. Wow. Because the speed's just so different. It's just like it's, it's a drop in pace, and you just think, mate, this is so easy. Yeah. Everything's happening in slow-mo. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. So I, never, I, yeah, well. I think that's I, I think that's the Cowboys will be way too strong. Yeah, okay. But uh, on the flip side, though, we've got Bruce, Big Benny Hunt, Dozer. <laughs> Dozer. Dozer. <laughs> you know, he'll be coming back super, super, uh, I guess. <laughs> he, was a, he was a bit battered and bruised playing oh, in the middle he? last he night. <laughs> oh, Dozer didn't like it, did he? <laughs> no, he did. He loves it. He, he loves that tough stuff. But he's, he hasn't played there for well, since last year, yep, since yep. game three last year. But um, he was looking a bit... Uh, sore and sorry for himself, the old fella. <laughs> so I think he, he was like, oh, God, I've got to jump on a flight to Townsville tomorrow. <laughs> Get that little bucket oh, moving around in the middle. You know where he talks, his little <laughs> voice like that. So I, just, I said to him, I said, hey, mate, just have a couple of weeks off. Just have two games off and just come straight back into the <laughs> yeah. game, game two camp. We need you. <laughs> we need you, mate. But, um, no, look, I think he, yeah, he'll try and back up. He's in great form. He's leading the Dallium so good. count. Yeah. So good. So why wouldn't you like it? Yeah. As you mentioned, he's in great form. He's a skipper. Um, he'll go back there. And, and I think he'll try and get up for the game. Yeah. It's a big effort. But Mate, I think he'll effort. try to. He was outstanding the other night. Mm. And, I, you know, that, that kick, he comes back on the field. That kick out of dummy half. I just know you would have been in the commentary box, Smitty, going, oh, that's what I like to see a hooker doing, oh, kicking early. I was, I was rubbing my hands together, just saying, good boy. Mate, it was, and it was the pinpoint. As in the in goal, Teddy has to bring it out. Yep. All of a sudden, New South Wales are under pressure. And, and you mentioned, and I know we're going back to Queensland here, but you mentioned, you know, the reasons why those players were picked. They went out and they did those things. Yeah. That, yeah. And that was part of the reason why Ben Hunt was picked at, at that starting nine role is to introduce that kicking game from nine. Mm. And he did it so well. Yeah, absolutely. Now, we're going to head to a break, but after the break, we're going to preview the Titans versus Rabbitohs and get to your texts and phone calls. Call in 1300 01 1170. Holy schnitz. Time now for the sporting highlight of the week. Thanks to schnitz. Home of fresh, golden, handcrafted schnitzels. Welcome back to the Captain's Run, one of our favourite segments, the holy schnitz moment. Now, Smithy... I've got a holy schnitz moment, mate. Okay. It was the departure of two NRL coaches in one day. I don't think – has that ever happened? I can't remember a time. I can't recall. Maybe our listeners might know if they, yeah. if, if it's happened, guys. Text in if you know. Yeah. Um, certainly, I can't think of any. Absolutely. Like two in one day. That shows you how ruthless this business is. Ruthless. Absolute ruthless business. And I was sitting there when it happened. I said, holy schnitz. Holy schnitz. I literally yelled that out. I'll tell you what I said. Holy – it wasn't schnitz. It sounded like schnitz, but, okay, but okay. this is our holy schnitz moment. Um, Greg Norman, right? He's got he's he's speaking about this this um, rebel golf tour, the Saudi um, Saudi golf tour that's that's coming up, and they're they're poaching players mm. from the PGA. Yep. Um, he 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 has said that Tiger Woods, get this, Kempi, was offered. And turned down a nine-figure deal. Now, nine figures. I'm not good at math, Smithy. How many? How much is nine figures? <laughs> Mate, 
It's a billion dollars. It's a billion dollars. A billion. You're kidding. A billion dollars. Oh, my God. Is there is there anything you wouldn't do for a billion? Look, I'd do anything for a cheeseburger and some fries <laughs> from Macca's. What about, what about a burger from Schnitz? I'd do, anything. I'd do some devilish things for a burger from Schnitz. I'm going to... I'd do that right now. Literally. That's how hungry I am for a Schnitty. Uh, but, but that's... that's mate, a billion. A billion dollars. Yeah, and then, but... A thousand million. That's um like let's be fair about this. Like there's been a lot of talk about this this rebel tour, this thing, and there's a bit going on in Saudi Arabia, yeah, just which don't bit. line up with you know certain things the way we live life in Australia. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, good on him. There's there's certain guys saying yes, yeah, okay, and good on them. They're taking cash. It's huge money available to yeah. them. And Tiger Woods says no, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need a billion dollars. Yeah. Has or, anyone ever said that in the history of mankind? I don't need a billion dollars. Uh, <laughs> maybe Bill Gates. Yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely. Elon Musk. Oh, Elon Musk. Anymore? They, they reckon he's pulling out of the Twitter deal now. What do you mean? Well, apparently, because they're not giving him all the information he needs, he's, he might be pulling out of buying Twitter. What, he, he paid what? $44 billion. $44 billion. Like, that's, wow. that's 44000 million. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> anyway, where have we gone well, with yeah, this? Yeah, I don't know, Smithy. I don't know. I'm still delirious from the win last night. Uh, <laughs> so am I. <laughs> they were holy schnitz sporting moments thanks to schnitz. Got that winning taste right now. Schnitz handcrafted schnitzels made fresh and made just for you. After the news, we'll continue our round 14 preview. Welcome back to the Captain's Run. We've just had the snits arrive, and I'll tell you what, they're oh. absolutely beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. That's what we needed. But let's get into the round preview, Smithy. We've got the Titans v. the Rabbitohs. Now, Titans, they're desperate for a win. They are absolutely desperate. Tino obviously coming back will be a huge in for them. How do you see this game panning out? Uh, the, the Titans, they, they, they show so much promise. But then find ways to lose games. Mm. They, they 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 did the same thing last week against the Cowboys. They started well. They were the first team to score. They were all over the Cowboys in the first twenty, but then just come up with with basic errors yeah. that prevented them from going on with the start that they had. Mm. And then just they just invited the Cowboys back into the game. They did it the week before as well. Um, not long ago, like watching them play the Broncos, what was it? It was. It was, it was 24 to 4. Dominating. 24 Absolutely to 4. Dominating. And it just, they capitulated. Yeah. It imploded. Crazy. All of those words that describe teams finding ways to beat themselves. Mm. And that's what they're doing at the moment. They're beating themselves. I'll tell you one way. Um, I think that it's, a, it's, a, it's a, they can improve their footy, especially with the ball. Get Toby Sexton um, and get AJ Brimson. To stand in front of their front rowers and get the ball in their hands first. Straight away. And get and then get the front rowers punching holes off them. Yeah. At the moment, you see the Titans get into attacking positions or inside the opposition half where they where the way the game's played now, they you attack from halfway. Yeah. Their front rowers are the ball players. Yeah. And their halves are sitting in behind them mm. waiting. For them to pass the ball and the front rowers are deciding who gets the ball, whether they yeah. play short, whether they run themselves or play at the, back to their half. Now, you know, with all due respect to the Tides, that might be their game plan. Yeah. But when you need points and when you need when the game's on the line, this your seven and your six, they are your creative players. Yeah. So they need to handle the ball first mm. and then let them make their decisions. Yeah. 
like it's a perfect example. When I've been watching them over the past few weeks, and I've I've worked on a few of their games over the last month. Mm. They, they've struggled, struggled, couldn't find points, can't find any avenues to make line breaks. All of a sudden, the ball goes to, say, a Jaden Campbell. Mm. He's part of their spine. He's a fullback. He creates something. Yeah. Whether it, it's space for himself, makes a line break, or he puts someone over outside him for four points. Yeah. Like, it's not it's not a hard thing. Yeah. I just think that small change, mm. that small um, adjustment to the way they attack could make a huge difference to the, their entire game. Well, you look at last night, uh, Nathan Cleary uh, with Damien Cook. The, the try that they scored was a, just a spiral straight from Cook to Cleary. It was not going through any forwards' hands. Yep. It was not, um, you know, taking long to get there. It was cutting out players with a great cutout pass. Now, on to the Rabbitohs. Really interesting spot the Rabbitohs are in. They've got Cody Nicarima named at fullback again. I'm not sure I'm convinced with this selection. I just don't know whether... Yeah, I understand you need so to get wins right now. Makeup. Yeah, I, I just I like Cody Nicarima as a fourteen. I think that he really does suit that role, and I and I get a bit concerned for the Rabbitohs. I understand Latrell Mitchell uh, is obviously got COVID and and can't play, but I get a bit concerned that they don't have at least one junior that they are confident enough in to fill that role while Latrell is now. Now I know Taff was there and he just hasn't seemed to kick on the way they they hoped he would, mm-hmm. but. For a club like the Rabbitohs, that usually have some really great outside backs. So I do think it's a bit concerning that they need to rely on Cody Nicarima <clears throat> at one. Yeah, I, I agree. And and the injury to Mitchell has has had a huge impact on their season. Mm. Uh, not just not just you know the results for their footy side, but I think a couple of their individuals too. I think they really miss him and the combination they've built. Cody Walker in particular. Yeah, I think you know he's got a strong connection with Latrell. Um, when he gets out on that left-hand edge and he plays that those those sweeping type of plays, I think that's had an effect on the way he plays his footy. Mm. Um, so until he gets back and until he gets back into like some sort of full fitness where he's playing um, unaffected by that hamstring, um, it's it's it, it seems like it's just going to be difficult for them each week. Yeah. Like they, they played nowhere near. Nowhere near the style of footy that we know they can play. This yeah, year. they've be, they've just been up and down, mm. up and down. Absolutely. Also, just quick shout out Paul Turner. I think he makes his debut for the Titans, yeah. or at least debut starting. A lot of promise. This young kid going to be really interesting. They put Brimo back to fullback with Campbell out injured now, so they're going to miss Campbell. But some believe that Brimo is a better fullback than six. I, I still think that he's a great six. So yeah. going to be interesting to see how Turner turns out. Uh, no pun intended. Yes. And uh, But I am still I still think the Rabbitohs probably get the job done. But we'll get on to the next game. Roosters Storm. How do you oh, see this playing out? Big one. Huge game. Big game. Um, both teams had uh, a couple of players um, involved in Origin um, last night. I think um, Roosters have named all their their origin reps. So Tedesco will be back. Tupo, Lindsay Collins um, have all been named um, to play in, in this one, and they're going to need them. Mm. They're going to need them against the Melbourne Storm because yep. um, I think all all of the Storm reps um, outside of Xavier Coates, like he was in a moon boot last night. I think um, I think he might be spending some time on. The sidelines. Yeah, I think the well, the the the, the report last night during the game was a syndesmosis. Mm. So minimum minimum time on on the sideline, you'd be thinking maybe four to six. Um, and if it's any worse, you know, yeah, sort of add some weeks to that too. So um, there'll be a change there. Uh, big big Nelson, the big fellow's back. Big big Nelson is back. 
so important to you so guys. So that's going to be huge. Like, yeah. And he gets up. He loves playing the Roosters. Yeah, true. He It'll, loves playing the Roosters, yeah. the big men. Um, I, I think this will be a Melbourne Storm win. I think they'll, I think they'll play well. Do you think? Are you, are you a bit? I mean, you know, I know um, Dean Eremia and Seve. They've got a lot of potential, a lot of talent, but I do think they've struggled a bit uh, in the outside backs. The storm this year with bringing in guys that can replace, you know, the high level that they often offer. Uh, it, well. Like Pappenhausen being out and Hughes being out through that little period, right? A lot was said about that. But one yeah. guy that's that sort of there was not really a lot of acknowledgement to his absence mm. is Remus Smith. Yeah, yeah. Particularly in defence, he had a really good combination out there on on his edge with their defence and and just how good they were working together. Mm. And when so when he was injured and he dropped out of the side, it's left a bit of a hole there. Mm. And I don't know, they've they've just at times struggled defensively, you know, making decisions together, making the right decisions together, working together, um, just because they haven't had the time to 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 practice. Yeah, yeah. You know, there was never a time where that was going to be a scenario. So um, I think that's a big out for, for for Storm and, and you know, talking about some of the issues they've had in those outside backs, particularly with their defensive reads. Um, but they... They're a good footy side. Mm. They're a good footy side. They've been a little bit up and down over the last, you know, four weeks, but I think they'll be up for this one. They love playing the Roosters. Yeah. And I think they'll get home. And with the Roosters, where do you see their season right now? I mean, for me personally, I thought that they would have clicked by now. I thought that it may be a little bit of a slow start due to the first Walker and Kiri working together. Yep. But I am a bit surprised that it still doesn't seem like we're any closer to a set you know, this is the way the Roosters play. I, I, I still like, feel like they're finding their feet. Do you think it's going to be too late to make a run for the finals? Well, sorry, top four when it comes to the Roosters? Oh, possibly. Um, <clears throat> possibly. It could... If, if they don't get sort of going now through this period, mm. um, they may miss that top four. I think they'll play finals. Yeah, I think so. I think they'll, they'll be good enough to play finals. Um, but, you know, their the, the last... Sort of month, like their last five weeks haven't been too too bad. Like they've won three, lost two. Same, yeah. same stats as Storm. Yeah, wow. Won three, lost two. Wow. That's a good um, so, um, and and they played some. You know, they, they played the Panthers in that run. They played the Eels and the Sharks. Yeah, it's a really um, good point. Yeah, so you know it, they haven't been. It hasn't been an easy run for them. Um, and they've they've come away with three wins. So it's not too bad. Okay. Over the last five. Yep. Um. Yeah, it's it's the I don't know they just they're struggling to find that that sort of rhythm, aren't they? Yeah, that they've had in in recent years for whatever reason. Um, disrupted preseason. Mm. Um, the coach has spoken about that, um, but you just don't know. Trent Robinson, he might, he's, mate, he's a smart coach. He might have something up his sleeve where yeah. he's just let's just boys, let's just roll through this, get through this tough little period now of Origin. We've got mm. a few of our stars away. Um, we'll get into the back end of the year, have ourselves primed for finals, and who knows? They they might be a late push, smoky. Yeah, no, I can see that for sure. Now on to the Broncos versus the Raiders. I actually think this is going to be a massive clash because oh. Raiders have found a bit of form. Yep. They they really look like they're turning things around. The Broncos. The, the, the interesting thing about the Broncos is it's incredible that they're sitting top four. It's so so good for yeah. the Broncos and for Queensland. Yep. But I will say they have shown a tendency in the first half, especially to get points put on them and or make a lot of errors and allow teams into the match. Mm. 
And if they continue to do that, there is going to be a game where someone puts a big score on them. And the problem at the moment is Raiders are usually fast starters. And so if the Broncos come out like they have the last couple of weeks, the Raiders, Raiders may get too far ahead for them to catch up. Yep. Well, they you're right with the fast starting with, mm. with Canberra. And since they've found that sort of that um, old style of footy that they used to play um, back again, they um, well, they've led in the last five matches that they've played. Yeah. So that just backs up your theory of, of starting fast. Last game the Broncos played, they were down. They, they, were, they were getting blitzed by the Titans. Attack. Um, and they, they found a way to come back. Like, it was a great effort in the end. But they enjoyed some really like, – they're on a roll at the moment. Yeah. Six, six straight, six straight. I think it might be. Yeah. Um, so that's, um, that's the first time in, in quite some time that uh, the club has, has achieved that, um, that, that, that goal of, of, of winning you know, consecutive matches. Mm. So they're going really good. They're going really good. This is a great matchup. But, uh, because it's at Suncorp, I'd probably lean towards Broncos. Broncos. Okay. okay now, Just because of the home, home field advantage. Home, home field advantage. All right. Yeah. Uh, we're going to head to a break. After the break, we're going to continue previewing the round. Welcome back to the captain's run uh, with Cameron Smith after a fresh victory in game one from Origin. Now, Smithy, we've got the Tigers v. the Seagulls. Huge week for the Tigers. How do you see this one panning out? Well, first up, chance for Brett Kamali, mm. former um, international halfback. Yes. Played for the Kangaroos, played for New South Wales. Um, I think Manly. I think Manly, just get this done, mate. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's hard because we're previewing you know, Tigers and yeah, they're, they're great fans that are loyal and they support them, have been for a long time, even through these uh, these tough periods. But mm. I think um, I think Manly, they, they were really impressive last week, even without you know, Skipper Daly Cherry Evans. Mm. Schuster was, look, really, silky. really silky. Yeah. Great word, mm. really silky. Yep. Um, playing in the halves. Um, mm. I think he, can, he could probably try and balance his passing I reckon he could look where he's passing a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, I reckon he could try that. I, I, agree. He, I yeah, agree. He probably overdoes the no-looker yep. a little bit. Um, just try and balance that out a little bit between looking and not looking. Like, the no-looker is – it's really tricky for opposition. Like, it oh, makes man. it hard to pick yep. where you know, where he's passing. But sometimes it, it comes up with a couple of dodgy passes too. Yeah. So just mix it up every now and again. But he's, there's no doubt he is he is a good young talent. Mm. And, and I think – He's going to be long-term six there. Yeah, I think that's the reason why he resigned there. Yes, I think on the on the premise that he'll be he'll wear the six jersey. Foran's been, you know, yeah, Wolf Foz is gone. Yeah, yep. Um, so I think uh, I think Manly I think Manly will be too strong. Yeah, it, it's at it's at Campbelltown Sunday. Um, I've played a couple of Sunday matches up there against West Tigers, and yeah. they're usually. <laughs> Pretty strong, pretty rowdy. Yeah, the crowd, okay. yeah. <laughs> they love it. They love it out there. They, I love rural grounds. They like giving you a bit of feedback. <laughs> uh, we'll put it that way. Constructive um, feedback. Yeah, constructive. Yeah, <clears throat> with um, a few other words in between. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, look, I think I think Manly, uh, Manly will be too good. Yeah, look, I, I actually. He's I, going for an upset. No, I'm not going for upset. Oh. I'm going for a hot take. I would consider consider okay putting four in at seven and DC at six. Really. What just to what, really, what just I, to free Cherry up a little bit? Yeah, to free him up just, a bit. Just, I liked I like four and at seven at the weekend. 
I thought he was really good at seven. And I think that you can allow Foran to just, just kind of lay the platform because DC's running game is probably one of his strongest assets, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, again, like it's it's just a, a thought. I, I'm not like definitely do it. But if they're struggling to get some wins together, mm. I wouldn't mind seeing DC at six. I, I think it would really suit a six in today's game, especially had someone else to lay the platform. Um, but anyway, I thought mm. Foran – so I just thought Foran was really good at seven last week. But yeah. I, I think I think Manly actually are playing some pretty good footy considering what's happened to them. Yeah. And I think Ruben Garrick has been outstanding Ruben. this year. He's been outstanding for them. Yeah, Ruben. Um, and I've got a funny story about that. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> about Ruben, actually. Okay. I was just I, – I don't want to tip him in, but I will. Um, <laughs> Jerry Evans. I was talking to Daly uh, – during the camp, and I was like, "Mate, Ruben, what's he like?" You know, I haven't, I've only sort of played against him. Mm. Just shook hands after match, and mm. you know, said good game, whatnot. And he's like, "Oh, mate, you know, champion young fella, um, you know, works hard at training, loves his fitness, loves his gym. He's getting mm. bigger and stronger." And and I was just saying, "Oh, mate, like he's doing a great job for you at fullback, and has in the past too when Tommy's been injured." Yeah. He's like, "Yeah, yeah, he's matey, but he's funny. He stirs Desi up." Mm. I said, "Oh, really?" And, he, and I said, "What? Do you, like, how's he do that?" And he goes, "Oh, well, it's just funny." So when Tommy got injured, and so I was like, first or second game, right? Mm. And they had a couple of wins, and mm. and Rubes played well. Mm. And he's like, "Hey, Des, um, so like, I'm I'm fullback, I'm I'm a fullback, hey." And he's like, "Yeah, what are you talking about, Ruben?" And he goes, "Oh, well, if if you think I'm a fullback." Can you pay me fullback money? Then? <laughs> <laughs> like, can you give me like Tom's money? Got him, Desi. Got him. He got him. He's got. Hey, he's got a point. <laughs> yeah, and, good. And he just said like the boys just cracked up and yep. like he's just he's just a good character. He said like to have around around the team. Yeah. Uh, how good's that? How good's that? Pay me fullback money because I tell you what, it's a big difference from fullback to winger money. Big difference. Uh, we're going to head to a break. After the break, we're going to preview the doggies versus the eels. Welcome back to the Captain's Run. Apologies, we couldn't get through all the games, guys. Uh, the last two games, we obviously won't have time to get through. But what we're going to do is we're going to give our tips for the round. So I'm going to start at the top, Smithy. Cowboys v. the Dragons. Oh, Cowboys at home. Titans versus Rabbitohs. Mm, rabbits, maybe. No, I'm going to go Titans. Oh, Come okay. on, Titans Sticking at home. Strong. Come, on. Come on. Roosters, Storm. I think Storm. Broncos, Raiders. Uh, Broncos, Suncorp. Tigers, Manly. Uh, Manly. Knights, Panthers. I think Panthers. Warriors, Sharks. Sharkies. Bulldogs, Eels. Uh, Parramatta. Parramatta. I do. Yeah, look, I pretty much agree with all of those uh, picks. I think it's going to be a great weekend of footy. But, mate, another week done and dusted. That's it. Mate, how, what, how, how does it feel? The first week of being the assistant coach. It's all coming to an end this week. It's going to be obviously kick, up, kick back up again. Mm-hmm. What, how does it feel? Oh, it feels good. It feels good to be a part of something really special. Obviously, it was the players, all the players' hard work. You know, they're mm. the ones that got it done. Um, I'm just happy that, as I said, you know, some of the balls I kicked back to them during training and all the <laughs> coffees I made for, for Billy this week, mm. they paid off. Yeah, he looked alert. I tell you what, it just it was nice to wake up this morning as a Queenslander. Absolutely. Really and, I'm not, and I'm not saying that. I'm not being facetious. Yes. We're trying to rub that in. Yep. It's just... And, and a lot of New South Welshmen know this feeling over the past couple of years. Yeah. It's good to wake up the morning after Origin knowing your team's had a victory. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening, guys. If you didn't get all the episode, go to Apple, Spotify, put in the Captain's Run. You'll be able to listen to the entirety of the Captain's Run with Cameron Smith uh, whenever you want. And we'll see you next week. See you next week.